Great. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the Illusion of Consensus podcast, hosted by myself, Rav Arora, and my colleague, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Today, I'm hosting this episode with three fantastic, compelling, and interesting individuals. Uh, this conversation is going to be a debate between Dr. Tracy Beth Hogue and Dr. Denis Rancourt. Uh, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anything, uh, but I'm very excited for this conversation because Tracy published uh, an essay or an article in The Illusion of Consensus critiquing Denis's uh, paper on 17 million deaths being caused by the COVID vaccine. And she outlined some of her criticisms and uh, it stirred up a storm on our Substack. And uh, Denis responded um, and showed interest for having a conversation. And I welcomed both of them on the podcast for a free-flowing, uncensored, civil, and rigorous dialogue on this particular topic of, broadly speaking, how many deaths the COVID vaccines have caused, particularly the mRNA shots, and what kind of ranges are reasonable. And Denis has proposed some range in his paper, and uh, obviously Tracy has some criticisms, and Denis has some counter arguments to Tracy's criticism. So um, Kevin and I, Kevin's a medical student, um, we're going to be kind of moderating this conversation and really getting out of the way, at least from the start, and allowing Tracy and Denis to have an extended dialogue uh, about the paper. Uh, but I think as the conversation moves forward, Kevin and I will um, engage more in the conversation and have our own questions, comments, uh, concerns, etc. So uh, before we get into it, I'll just quickly introduce everyone in case uh, listeners or watchers aren't familiar. Dr. Tracy Beth Hogue, uh, we've been in contact for a couple of years now. Uh, I'm a big fan and supporter of hers. When I started writing about vaccine myocarditis, um, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Anish Koka, and Dr. Tracy Beth Hogue were some of the few people that I initially came across. And Tracy in particular, authored some of the most compelling, striking, and reliable research on the vaccine myocarditis issue. So I'm incredibly grateful for the work that she's done. Uh, it's been uh, widely talked about and cited across different publications, podcasts. Joe Rogan's talked about her research a lot, uh, which is very cool. So we're happy to have her here. Uh, Kevin Bass, good friend of mine, a uh, medical student who was recently dismissed and suspended for is COVID views, among other issues. Uh, for people listening or watching right now, stay tuned because we're going to be having uh, Kevin uh, explicate and share with everyone uh, what's been going on and some of the insanity and kind of de facto censorship that he's been dealing with at his university. Um, there's going to be some podcasts on that and some articles on our platform that we're really excited to share uh, in the next couple of weeks. And lastly, uh, Denis Rancourt is a former professor of physics at the University of, o University of Ottawa. Uh, he was a tenured professor there uh, for several years. And uh, I think, I believe, from what I can tell, it was until 2009. And then since then, he's been conducting um, epidemiological research that's been published in several peer-reviewed journals. Uh, and he's part of the correlation uh, correlation research in the public interest organization and has uh, done some important research there on uh, COVID vaccines and mortality. Uh, so we're really excited to have him on. 
Uh, if there's anything I've missed in anyone's bio, feel free to chime in. Otherwise, uh, thanks everyone for being here and uh, really grateful, Tracy, for for you for, for being here. And Denis, thanks so much for uh, agreeing to do this and uh, addressing some concerns about your paper. Okay. Well, I just want to say before we get started that the paper that Tracy uh, criticized is entitled, it's not entitled 17 million anything. It's entitled COVID-19 Vaccine Associated Mortality in the Southern Hemisphere. And it's co-authored by, my, by myself as, as the first author, uh, Dr. Marine Baudin, Dr. Joseph Hickey, and Dr. Jeremy Mercier. So it is a 180-page uh, report with many graphs and tables and lots of uh, explanations and so on. And it is a paper that we uh, published on the site of correlation-canada.org. Uh, back on the date of the publication was the 17th of September, 2023. And it has recently been discussed in the social media and has garnered some attention and, and uh, uh, interviews and things. And I think this is partly what catalyzed Tracy to react to the paper and uh, to, uh, to bring criticisms of the paper in a quite a lengthy article that was written um, that you mentioned. And I would like to go through that article and, and in, in order uh, say what the main criticisms are and, and give my response to it. Mm -hmm. That would be ideally what I would like to do. But let me just give one piece of context as well, which is um, this paper, particularly the claim that the COVID vaccines have caused 17 million deaths across the world. This was amplified by Brett Weinstein on Tucker Carlson's show. He said that he, I think Tucker asked him, or it was brought up about vaccine-associated deaths. And Brett said he had seen a credible estimate of 17 million on the show. And I believe this was at a COVID conference in Romania, if I'm not mistaken, where Denis, you and Brett were there and you presented your paper and this particular estimate. So that's a little bit of the context. So this went viral after the mention on Tucker Carlson. A lot of people chimed in. Uh, Alex Berenson said this was bullshit. Uh, other people were in support of uh, the claim and supporting that uh, it seems likely that it's in the range of 17 million. So we had a wide spectrum of people, some who were in support, some who were opposed to it. Uh, I want to start with Tracy first, and then we'll get to Denis uh, after. Tracy, can you um, maybe just for people who aren't fully immersed in this uh, particular area, can you maybe just very quickly outline, um, you know, Denise's paper, the particular claim, and uh, loosely your thoughts, and then I know we're going to get directly into your specific criticisms afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, Rob. And I'm very excited that um, Denise is here. So, so nice to meet him and also Kevin and um, so I, um, I was, I've been very interested in this topic, um, for a long time in, in my research, looking at, um, the COVID-19 vaccine harms. Um, we've talked about the myocarditis uh, issue, and I've also done, uh, some writing and research. Um, I, I should back up and say I have a PhD in epidemiology. I'm a practicing physician as well. Um, and, um, about how many, uh, deaths the vaccines may have caused. 
Um, and so I, I've been interested in this topic of the excess mortality being um, equated with the vaccination rollout, um, I guess now for, for a couple of years, really since people started talking about the end of 2021, the beginning of 2022. Um, and being Danish, I really went pretty quickly to the Scandinavian uh, literature to look at what the excess mortality was looking like in the Scandinavian countries, um, because I, I I was aware of the high excess mortality rate in the United States and in a lot of Europe, but really the Scandinavian countries were not seeing the same picture, despite having a very high uh, vaccination rate, around you know eighty percent of the population for the initial rollout. Um, and so when I when I um, when I heard uh, the estimate of 17 million deaths, I got really interested in looking in the paper at Denis' um, analysis to see how he calculated that, because that's a very high percentage of the world's population, because, um, you know, that's 0.3% of people that are uh, vaccinated are dying, if you look at the 5.5 billion people who would have been vaccinated. And so um, suddenly we're talking about a very high number of deaths. And when I looked at the number of deaths that were being reported in excess in the Scandinavian countries, it just did not, it did not line up. It did not, it was not plausible. Um, like if you look at Sweden, um, for example, their, um, their mortality rate over the prior to the pandemic and during the pandemic, it's almost basically a flat line goes slightly down. Um, and so, but they would have been expected to have about 25,000 excess deaths due to the vaccine, and even more because they have a, a an older population and 93% of their nursing home residents or something like that, it was around that, were at least received the first dose of the vaccine. Um, and so, you know, I thought, you know, this claim of like three over 3,000 per million people dying of the vaccine, I don't think that people really put that together. When we're looking at other countries estimating like maybe one to three per million I just got another estimate today from Germany where they they found four per million, um, where they know that that was the cause of death um, of, due to the vaccine. And so it, this 17 million claim was was widely disparate with what we had been seeing from other analyses. And it didn't fit with either the Scandinavian data, particularly the Swedish data or the data that we have seen like from the. Uh, NCAA collegiate study in the United States where they really did not find um, an increase in excess or, or in deaths in the collegiate athletes in the 500,000 um, uh, athletes that are part of the NCAA. And so I was trying to, you know, I, I, I couldn't make sense of, I couldn't reconcile the estimate with what we had seen worldwide. And I, I have to say that I acknowledge that there's a publication bias, um, but I, 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 I will also point to studies like out of, of England where, um, you know, I think very well done studies where they were not seeing anything near this amount of deaths. And so it doesn't fit with what we're seeing internationally um, in terms of deaths. And then we can get into the actual analysis and how it was done. Um, but I... I disagreed with the causal link because I, I didn't think that other potential causes of excess death were ruled out. 
Um, in particular, I've been seeing increases in alcohol and overdose deaths in the United States over time. And I think, you know, since 2021 and things like that need to be ruled out. And then there's there was no consistency in the 17 study, countries that were studied in terms of the timing uh, of the deaths and the magnitude of the deaths related to the, the dose number. And so those were all things that, you know, can I, I would look for in establishing causality. Yeah, absolutely. Can I interrupt just for a second? You're, you're, you're giving the entire content of your paper and I would I would like us to stop at certain points where I can respond because I think even the statements, even the preliminary statements you've made now, there's errors that I want to point out. Okay. So instead of putting it all out there and then I have to start over again, maybe maybe we could interact more. For example, when you say um that we would that our number would have predicted 25,000 deaths. Was it Denmark? Denmark was the example Sweden. that you used mostly in your paper, right? Or was right. it Sweden? I oh, said 25,000 Sweden. And, I, and, and, oh, she used, she used sorry, Denmark I, I, in her paper. I yeah. used Denmark in no, the paper. That was Sweden, about 15,000. Yeah, you used Denmark in the paper. That's right. So you used Denmark in the paper. So um, I don't know what you... You don't say what... Anyway, let me put it this way. When you say, uh, given your number in Sweden or Denmark, there would have been this many deaths, and I'm and there is not that many excess deaths. There's a problem here because in our paper, if you look at it, that we have a large variability from country to country in what the predicted number is. You are quoting just a final estimate for what the global value is based on an average but we actually show many graphs and and give the spread of values from country to country and it's quite wide and you, the country the example you gave is within that spread quite easily and we discuss this in great detail in the paper itself so for you to say You've got a, an average number for the whole globe that you come up with, which is a very small part of the paper where we, 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 we project to the whole world what it would mean. And you say, well, I take that number and look here in Denmark or Sweden, there aren't that many excess deaths. Well, guess what? In, in many of the countries, you're well within our range of what's possible from country to country. In other words, you did not consider that in our paper, we actually have a broad range of values for what we call for for the uh, death risk of death per injection, because that's how we do the calculation. We don't do it on a population basis; we do it on a per injection basis. But um, so so right away, you're making a mistake. You're 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 pretending like we're saying there's going to be precisely that ratio of deaths in every country in the world, and that is not at all what we're saying. What we're saying is that we were able to get an average that we think is representative of the world because we have 17 countries and it's all consistent within those 17 countries. And when we take an average of that and look at the slope, and if you were to project it, since we're in the business of estimating what it might be for the world, this is the number we get. And then you take that and say, well, therefore, let's find one example where it doesn't fit. Well, that example is not one of the countries we studied. And among the countries we studied, we've got a broad range, which fits nicely in that example. So right there, you're making a mistake immediately, right off the bat. Okay. 
Uh, you understand what I'm saying, Tracy? That's that's I'm, well, I'm pointing no, this out. I actually now, don't. I, I prepared. I prepared. You don't. No, I I don't. Okay, because... well, I, I prepared some. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Tracy. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So, if you have this substance, the vaccines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? That is, um, you know, lethal yeah. has a has a lethality, and we're all humans. You know, why would we have this whole region of the world where it's so much less lethal or really not lethal? And then this other area of the world that you happen to study where it has this enormous lethality. I, I don't understand how that's oh, that, biologically that, that, plausible. That's a complete misrepresentation. Tracy, that's a misrepresentation of what I just said. What I said is that within the 17 countries that we studied, there is a range of values that, that fits well within the excess mortalities that you uh, studied in your critique for Denmark, okay? No problem. What I said is that we did not say there's a unique value. We said there's a spread of values, but we projected to the world using an average, but we said there is a spread of values. And if, I mean, I could point you directly to the pages in the paper where we say that. So you cannot take our average where our intent in that part of the paper was to extrapolate to what it would be in the world and use that value as though we did not discuss and describe the wide range of values. And I would really like to show you a graph where we show that range of values. But let me address, you You, you then went and said- uh, I would I would like uh, to interject. I would like to interject yeah. briefly just to provide the audience with uh, this range of values. On page three of the, um, the publication, the 180 page publication that, that Denis published on page three it says that the um at least this is with respect to the january to february um i'm seeing at least here a range of about 10 a tenfold range in 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 approximately tenfold range that is in precise the... that is that is correct i get i give examples of what the number can be and so, there's a so, tenfold so there's, range yeah. difference between New Zealand and Uruguay, for example. So I say the range is between 0.02%. So that's the risk of mm -hmm. fatality per injection on a expressed as a percentage. That's the low value in the range uh, for New Zealand, all the way to 0.2% for Uruguay. So, and that yeah, range, so that range is is the same. You, you, all the countries we've studied, we. It's not in the paper. We studied more than 150 countries up to now. All the countries we studied fall in that range. Okay, so, sir. Then, yeah, sir. Then, I think. And, I think. And, sorry, I would like to interject real quick. I think it, it makes sense what you're saying in response to Doctor Who that uh, she's taking the global number and applying it just to Sweden, whereas it could be the whole range. But I think her her counter argument was that um, there's a tenfold range. So if we're all humans. Uh, yes. Then shouldn't we have a similar toxicity per human? Well, Kevin, uh, and, and I actually was here when she said yeah. that, and I heard it, and I was just going to respond to that just now. That sure. was my next okay. point. <laughs> so, uh, Tracy, you you said, well, okay, but you're talking about the toxicity of the substance. We're all humans, so shouldn't it react? Shouldn't we all react the same way? And uh, my answer to that is no, absolutely not. And toxicity. I've been reading a lot of papers about toxicity these days, but it 
it varies quite a lot on the health status of the individual. The risk of death from the same dose of a toxic substance is going to be quite different depending on your health status and also depending on your age. And in our paper, we describe in detail how the toxicity, calculated toxicity, is actually exponential with the age of the person receiving the vaccine. So, and, and we find a quite a large exponential dependence that has a doubling time of every four or five years in age, it, the risk doubles. So it's quite remarkable. So age is certainly an example of a factor, but they're going, but the other thing that, the way I understand it is, just to give you an example of how we would develop our interpretation, if you uh, inject someone with, a ch challenge them with an injection, because it will be a challenge, and they are two people of the same age, one is very frail and possibly near death for a, a variety of reasons, and the other is not, is in relatively good health, the risk of dying if you're that frail person is much higher, okay, than, than if you're healthier. So there's going to be a lot of variation. And the, the, the way that that translates into variation from country to country is, is the country injecting more of their frail people? Is the country injecting more frail people? For example, the, the, normally there's a clinical evaluation as to whether or not you can inject someone. Are they too frail to be injected? I believe that with political pressure and COVID propaganda and everything, the threshold for that has been lowered. And it can be lowered more in some countries than in others. And I have actually had clinicians tell me that this is in fact true. Um, uh, that's anecdotal, but nonetheless, I'm just explaining how the toxicity can be very different from country to country, depending on what are the vulnerable populations being injected and, and how are the clinicians treating this threshold? And are you specifically going out and injecting people? So um, you mentioned the paper that I wrote about India. You said it was co-written with my co-authors, but in fact, I was the only author on the paper on India. Uh, in that paper, I showed that in the, the politics of India at the time was that the prime minister said, we're going to inject especially the people who have comorbidities. We need to protect them right away. We're going to have a vaccine festival. You're going to run and get everybody and inject them uh, as soon as you can. And it was actually a huge public thing. And you can see many videos, this is anecdotal, but you can see many videos on YouTube and elsewhere where they, they run out and catch these elderly people who don't want to be injected and force inject them. So India had a very aggressive assault against people with regards to injecting them. And um, they actually had a list of 12 comorbidities that they were targeting. If you had this or a combination of them, you especially were going to get injected. And what we found in India is that um, there were, there's absolutely no measurable detectable excess mortality in India during after the COVID period is announced. And three months beyond when most people started uh, using the injections because India was late in starting them. And then three months into 2021, all of a sudden, all-cause mortality fires up and 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 Whereas it was a flat line the whole time before in a country like India, where you'd expect something like this to spread, there was nothing until they rolled out the vaccine very quickly. And then they got, we, I quantified that, that maximum 
that, that excess mortality. And over the period for which we had data, it was 3.7 million deaths. Now, Tracy can say, that's an incredible number. That's a huge number. It, it, is, it is unbelievable. In fact, you have to do a sanity test and realize that you cannot be claiming that's due to the vaccine. That's what you, you, you talked about, a sanity test in your critique. Well, but my answer to that would be, wait a minute. I'm not saying that there's an intrinsic toxicity. I'm saying that there's an association with the vaccine rollout. There's a very hard temporal association as to when that excess mortality occurred and the vaccine rollout. And it corresponds to 0.1% risk per injection. And it's 3. million deaths. And it was in a country that had nothing before. So there are no measures that were causing excess death before. But now you've got this military-style rollout. You're calling all the volunteers and all the police to go out and vaccinate everyone. And the threshold, the clinical threshold is, is like in the basement. It's even negative. And this is the result. So I, my, my reaction as a scientist when I see that, and that's why I wrote a paper about it, is you've got to think about what the heck is going on here. You cannot ignore the vaccine rollout which is there were four papers written on India showing this data that I, that I write about in my paper, and none of them mentioned the vaccine rollout. They didn't talk about cause of, of that excess anomaly. One mentioned that there was a Delta variant. So I studied that paper, actually not one of the four that had actual data, but one that worked only on Delhi mentioned a Delta variant. And when you go into their paper to look at what they were saying about a Delta variant, they actually adjusted the virulence of that particular Delta variant to get the number of deaths that had occurred in, in Delhi. It, it, they didn't do laboratory measurements. They didn't do anything other than a model to say a virulent thing must have caused these deaths. And they adjusted in the model what the virulence must be to have caused these deaths. And that's it. That's the best explanation we've got for this phenomenon that just happened in India. And I'm saying, guys, Consider what happens when you roll out a vaccine to all these fragile people. Now, the, when you roll out a, a vaccine in India to all these fragile people, it is not a controlled clinical trial funded by Pfizer. It is an assault against incredibly vulnerable people in a poor country that is done in a reckless way. And so it's apples and oranges. Tracy's going to, uh, in her paper, cites, I think, four. Uh, estimates, which are lower bounds on toxicity of the vaccine, but it's incomparable. You see, if you want to know what actually happened in the population, and you want to study a process that actually caused a large measurable excess mortality, the way to do it is to look at all-cause mortality and to see if there is a temporal relationship between the thing that was done, a vaccine rollout, and death. Now, one of one of the other things that Tracy says is she questions. Well, I, should, should, should we deal with one thing at a time? I mean, there's still some confusion, at least on my part, on the initial okay. on some of the initial point about um, what you found in your paper and Tracy talking about Sweden or Denmark and using that average number when you said you had provided a spread of numbers. Like, there's that issue still. Now, there's the issue of India. 
So they're not issues. They're they're ex they're they're part of the discussion. Um, it okay. Go ahead. I mean, I so, I, I want to say that I prepared a PowerPoint presentation. So at, at some point, a lot of what I'm saying is illustrated uh, from the paper, and I could point to it and show you. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are incorrect in 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 Tracy's um, um, uh, criticism. For example, Tracy says that what, nowhere are, did are, are we, we say... dealing with things one by one before we add new things. Should we not deal with them? What the yeah, but I'm I'm giving up? an overview right now, and that is that I I want I want listeners to know that there's a lot wrong in this in this criticism. So I'm giving. I thought you said we. Point, I thought you said we I, don't I, want to give an overview. I thought that's what you were saying to Tracy earlier. Like we want to go point by point. So let's, true. Why do we stick true, to that? True. But give me what? give me a few minutes to give an overview because I do want to leave that impression. I want to give you an example. Tracy I, said, I, I, "I feel like we're going to run into issues if we go too sweeping." Because you said a lot of things, and I'm very okay. I'll give one example. One. Okay, I'll give one example, which is the following one. Tracy says, "Why these seventeen countries? Why only seventeen countries that have a lot of excess mortality?" And why these seventeen? And why not? And why these seventeen in the, in the southern hemisphere? And why only the, the southern hemisphere? So that's first of all, it's not true that in our paper we didn't explain exactly that. If you read the three last paragraphs of our introduction, we very clearly explain how we selected those seventeen countries and why we selected them. And so that is completely that. That's the fact checkers are are throwing this at this all the time without even reading our paper. They're saying you're cherry picking and so on. First of all, it's not true that there's more excess mortality in the Southern Hemisphere than in the Northern Hemisphere. That is plainly not true. There is huge excess mortality in the US, in Russia, all over Eastern Europe. It's massive. So that that is a given, that is a kind of a, a preliminary idea is completely false. We're studying 150 countries now, it's false, okay? First thing. Second thing mm. is, why did we pick those 17 countries? Let me tell you why we picked those 17 countries, which is in our paper. What we noticed was there is a very definite and sharp peak in mortality in Australia that happens in their summer in the Southern Hemisphere, in the summer centered around the beginning of 2021. And it is immediately it it overlaps with a peak of booster rollout it's very stunning because you never get a peak of mortality in the summer of anywhere so in the southern hemisphere our winter they're getting this peak so there it's not confounded with a winter peak the seasonality is not there right when you should have a summer trough you've got a sharp peak precisely when a booster is rolled out and so we studied that in detail in a paper just about Australia. And we said, this is, this is really important. In Australia, there's no excess mortality until you roll out the vaccines. And then later on, when you roll out this booster, there's a very sharp peak there. And we quantified it. We showed there was an age dependence and so on. We saw the same peak in, in Israel. So then we, said, then we saw the same peak is present in a lot of Southern Hemisphere countries. Well, okay, we said, in the Southern Hemisphere, if that peak is always happening at the same time, it's in their summer. There shouldn't even be a peak there. Not a stronger winter peak. There shouldn't be a peak in the summer. Okay, so do they all have a peak like that? Well, let's go and see. 
because we can then we can quantify them all. We can write a paper about that. Okay, let's go and see. We picked every country in the Southern Hemisphere and equatorial region that had data that you could do this. That's how we picked the 17 countries. And the reason we wanted the Southern Hemisphere is to avoid the complexities of seasonality. And we spell this out, our logic and our reason, in our introduction. We explain this if you had read it. So well, that doesn't, this is why that, you're proving my point because you're, and, you're and, still cherry picking. I mean, because if you well, look at the countries in, in Europe, I mean, on. they had the cherry picking. You, you can't write a paper about one hemisphere. You can't write a paper about one hemisphere. <laughs> well, you extrapolated you see, you're, you're it to the whole globe without looking at the globe. I mean, it doesn't exactly. make any sense. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I now, mean, if you look minute. in the northern now, hemisphere and the we're, Scandinavian no. countries, they had their excess mortality peaks in the winter, which didn't correspond with the vaccine rollout. And so you were like, oh, well, that's not interesting. Um, you know, that that's not weird. So you, you, you're proving my point. You cherry picked oh, that, that, by only looking at the Southern Hemisphere. No, 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 no. <laughs> there, there, there are coincidences of rollouts in the Northern Hemisphere as well. You're, you're, oh, that's that. You're being mean spirited, Tracy. I'm sorry, I, I, but. Okay, okay. Uh, let, let me just pause on just one, one technical thing. Um, is it just me or is Tracy, is she, is her audio moving in and out? Is there, yeah, the you, audio is not very great. I agree. Audio is not great. Okay, is that your connection? Do you think, Tracy, or um, do you want maybe maybe I could it's, take uh, the wait? It's also her video. Is it? Oh, 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 oh! I see. Um, hold on. It's both. Her her audio actually Hopefully is a that will better be than better. her video is. Um. Yeah. Okay, Tracy's just left. Better? She'll be back in a sec. I, here. I'm I'm back. Am I here? Um. I'll, we'll do that later. <clears throat> uh, can you guys hear me? Okay, I'll just, I think I'll just take this part out of the podcast. Hey, can okay, you guys so hear actually, me? Actually, if we're taking this part out, it would be, I might pose this. Unless, unless you want to keep whatever you're about, you're, unless you want to keep whatever well, you're about to say. Kevin. I think this just needs, I think this probably should be answered at some point and we can take this part part out. It doesn't really matter, but I think um one, one thing that was interesting that she said was she said there's a discrepancy between uh, a lot of the other epidemiological studies and what you're finding in terms of the death rate per million. And I think accounting for that in terms of the method methodology would be useful. Like, But that's uh, precisely what we're talking about. I'm sorry, Kevin, but have you been listening? I've I been explained... listening, but I want to know ex exactly what, why they are missing deaths and you're, and you're not, if that's the explanation. Sure, I can speak to that. No problem. Yep. No problem. <laughs> um, well, then on the other hand, why perhaps uh maybe from tracy's point of view uh you're seeing more deaths than you should be seeing and they're seeing the correct number and I mean, she has said forget. why in her crit criticism she has spelled it out she she believes the other causes of death in the vaccine and no, but in terms of the, what i mean is in terms of the methodology okay so what about it is the methodology that is capturing more deaths and attributing it to the vaccine and not capturing uh, yeah, that, that's all going to come out. It's all going to come out in the wash if you let me answer the criticism. Sure. And um, can I, I bring up one point? Maybe which is... while while uh, Tracy's gone, we can practice whether or not it's oh, possible I, to share a screen. I, is this not? Can you guys not hear? Because me? I did it's, have some graphs. It is possible, although I thought you I thought you said early on that you don't want this to be a presentation. 
Yeah, but sharing screen to respond and to explain, to respond to a criticism is not a presentation. Yeah, it sounds like hey, you guys have some slides. Do you guys very, see me? Uh, Am I? Some of the sure. That are Can you guys see course. me? Sure. Of course. Yeah, sure. Uh, you're being difficult, Rav. I'm sorry, but you're, you're argumentative. Oh. You're argumentative. I'm not being difficult. Uh, just making can, sure because you, you, guys... you said earlier, use the word presentation. You said do, I have a PowerPoint do, presentation. I, I was just confused. I, I have no intention of making a presentation. I am okay, trying that, to fantastic. address every criticism that's in there. That's perfect. And some of the criticism can be addressed best by graphs and, and so sure. on. Yeah, happy, happy can, you guys, can you guys okay. see me? So how do we do it? I hit share. Yeah. Wait, can, share. can you see me? Um. It offers screen or presentation. What what does that mean? Um, oh, I question. can share screen or I can share a presentation. Would that would that be? Oh what yeah, it means? you want to share screen? Don't, don't, yeah, I think that's better. If that well, works for you. Uh, no, because if I share, okay, so you're going to see my shared screen. Sure, I can do that. So it, it lets you pick which tab. So do you have a tab I, open? With it's all in slides? one PowerPoint. So would it not be easier to share a presentation? I don't know. I've never used it before. Oh, you've but, never um, used it. Okay. Well, I can I try. use the screen sharing. Oh, there you go. That seems better, Tracy. Okay, all right. I, you, it was so weird. I was here the whole time, and you guys couldn't see me or hear me. And I was like, That's hey. Cool. <laughs> oh, anyway. oh, yeah. Okay. You, you, you were can here see me now. The last few yeah. minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I've been here oh. the whole time. I never left and I was talking. I was like, well, it's weird they're not reacting. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's... I was wondering okay. how, why you we left. see you. Okay. That's <laughs> Shall crazy. we continue? So, Shall we so continue? is it, yeah. Tracy, is it your connection, you think, or well, do you know I, what's going I, on? I think I fixed it. It was because, like, I have to use my uh, my phone because for, for the, a hotspot because our connection, our house is so bad and it disconnected. From the hotspot. Oh. Um, so I what what I understand is the video uh, isn't that great, but I can hear you perfectly well over the audio, and I believe the video problem will be corrected through the upload. So yeah, I think that's fine. Time. The problem initially yeah. was that I couldn't. So when you Tracy, when you were responding to Denis, I couldn't get everything you were saying. That was the issue. Okay, the video. okay. But hof hopefully, that's not going to yeah. be an issue again. Yeah, by the way, for for future <laughs> reference, it's been a big fucking headache to get this all sorted out, but. Doing podcasts and stuff, I had to like upgrade my Wi-Fi like two times and get like a like a high performing router and all different yeah. kinds of like internet upgrades. It's it's annoying, but I I had to do it to prevent any issues, and I think I'm good now after like five different changes. So it <laughs> takes time for you too, Kevin. <laughs> but you got so... the last point that I made about the. Do you want me to say that again about the? Okay, so yeah, so so why don't we let let's start let's. Go into this now. Well, okay. Well, Tracy, why don't you, point, why don't, why don't you articulate? Point. Why don't we let Tracy let articulate what she was well, saying? Well, wait a minute. End? I just want to make sure we get to this. I okay. think Tracy accused or suggested we were cherry picking. And I do want to address that because it's a very serious charge for a scientist to be cherry picking. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's a very dishonest behavior for a scientist to have. And so I do want to spend a little bit of time uh -huh. addressing that very calmly. So um, let's let's let let's let Tracy finish with see so let's let's recontinue. That, so that was the last gonna, thing Tracy said. So I'm going to take out. Well, we, we didn't carefully hear what she said because of the audio okay. issue. So I'm going to take out this last like five minutes. Tracy, can you restate what you were saying? Yeah. So I was saying that um, he was proving my point about uh, selecting the countries because 
basically they designed their study to look at countries in the southern hemisphere where they had seen this aberrant pattern but they they were not looking at uh they they took out countries in Europe which had had excess mortality in the winter as usual that actually didn't correspond with the vaccine rollout and so they were you know their paper extrapolates to the entire globe and had more countries available to make this 17 million you know death estimate but they only included the southern hemisphere um and and so that that in my mind was what i was calling you know cherry picking or selection bias in terms of which countries you include um and so like we've already talked about the examples of 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 uh of Sweden and Denmark but you know they had their their peaks of excess mortality in in the winter not with the vaccine rollout and we to get back to one other point um the Scandinavian countries were particularly good at at vaccinating their elderly and nursing home residents who are the most frail so the frailty uh, argument that strikes me as as uh, i as something that i have i have trouble understanding um because why why would they when they were so good at over you know 90% of nursing home residents vaccinated why were why was sweden seeing no excess mortality whereas countries that maybe have a younger you know median age were seeing such a high rate of excess mortality well um, I, i want to address the cherry picking first but okay. we'll get to the to that point i think maybe you didn't hear when i explained the threshold idea the clinical threshold decision making process can be very much better in a wealthy country than in a country uh you know elsewhere but that's 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 a point that i had made already but address i want to address the cherry picking okay so for example <clears throat> when we studied uh australia we quantified the this risk of mortality by injection then we studied israel we quantified it again and in both cases we were able to use a very sharp peak in excess mortality that coincided with very sharp peak in rollout and so it it looked like this was real and when we compared the two we got exactly the same number and not just the same number but uh the same age dependence of the risk and so we said if we take the average all age value they're both the same what if this number actually applied to the US how many deaths would that give we published that number now when we do that we're saying we've made an observation as a scientist now we're going to make a a, a projection what it would mean in another country is that cherry picking i don't think so so we calculated a number for the US in those papers on that basis uh Israel and uh Australia both have precisely a risk of 0.05%. So we calculated a number for the US on that basis. We 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 also calculated at that time a number for the entire world. We said if this were the, a valid number for the entire world, oh wait, the entire world is going to have places like India which which we just studied and had a much higher ratio, 0.1 So let's take let's take uh 0.1 or even it was even higher than 0.1. Let's let, there's India, there's China, there's all these places. If it was 0.1, what would the number be for the world? And at that time, we calculated 13 million for a worldwide uh death. That's what you do. You project to what it would mean 
globally for the sake of doing a calculation and getting a, a size of the number on the planet. The UN does this all the time. People do this all the time. That's not cherry picking. That's doing a detailed study where you explain exactly what you did, how you got the numbers that were valid for these countries, and then you say, if this were valid, and in our paper, we explicitly say it that way. We say, there's 17 countries here. There's a wide range of values. We think that could be representative of the world. If we take the average, we get 17 million. That, in my book, is not cherry picking. That is making an estimation of, on the basis of the study that we have to date, what would be the number for the world. And I think it's mean-spirited to think of that as cherry picking. I, I think that what we did was study the the title of our paper is not the best estimate for the world mortality due to the vaccine the title of the paper is vaccine associated mortality in the southern hemisphere that's what we chose to write about that's what we wrote about in detail and as an appendum we said we think this this could be representative of the world if it were you get 17 million that's what we're doing that's not cherry picking i'm well, sorry I well, you are extrapolating now, it, yep. it to the entire world, and you would have had yes. a range that went much lower had you included countries from the Northern Hemisphere that had a different pandemic approach. Um, wait, and, wait, and, wait. And, you, you don't know what you're talking about, Tracy. You haven't done that. We have. We've studied 150 countries, and I can tell you right now today that you get the same value around the world and in both in each hemisphere separately. You get the same values. Okay. So what you're saying is well, false. I'm not, I'm not following. Let me, let me ask you a question. There was no it's, excess it's mortality also, in Sweden, and there was none during the oh, vaccine. Well, there you go. There you go. I want to show you how wrong that is. I brought the data. I've got the best data. You quote Ionis's recent paper. I can point you exactly where he makes an error. And you're already aware of that error because you say in your own critique, you say Ionis's gets negative excess value for Denmark. That's surprising. No deaths, even negative. Well, it, during where, the cumulative whereas, of the pandemic. You say, in yeah. your paper, you, and you say in your paper, whereas uh, Denmark's own figures, meaning the government, comes up with 6,000 deaths in this period. Okay, so you've got two wildly different estimates, but you don't explain how they could be so different. And you don't mention which one is an error and which one is right. Well, I'm here to tell you that the Ionis paper... The one is cumulative over the pandemic. It, okay, it, is, and it, it doesn't the, matter. They're using a wrong technique. It they are. I can tell you exactly the error. It's a well-known error. In fact, you know the error because you say in your paper. I guess it depends what baseline you use. Yeah, for sure it does. Okay, you get a I totally say different I guess, answer. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just a guess, but for sure it does. I, 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 I didn't say it you. was a guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I know I want, it depends on the baseline, but of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. But you haven't done the calculation yourself. But listen, I have the best numbers for Denmark. I want to show you what a proper calculation gives. And I want to show you and and you can decide if it's correlated to the vaccines or not. And yeah. you can decide if our methods are acceptable or not because I, I brought to ask the data. one question. I need to ask one question first, yeah. which is this, I don't understand how you make sense of the fact that you roll out the vaccine. Some countries they start their excess mortality before they have a huge wave. Some countries they don't. Some countries you roll out the first dose, 
there's a there's a huge wave at the same time. Some countries you roll out the first dose, there's, there's a wave like a couple months later. Some countries you roll out the first dose, there's like nothing. And then there's a huge wave with the booster. Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't, that's, you cannot prove causality. That that would we, make that that, we, that makes me think that is not causal. Um, yeah. And so it just that that doesn't and and you don't have the causes of death of anyone. Uh, so you don't have the vaccination status of the people in the country. So you know this is like and then you're saying we know that it's causal and you're not able to rule out other factors that may have led to excess mortality. Um. Uh, it. it it, that's not how you establish causality. Yes, I mean, that's I know what's this in from... your paper. That those are the criticisms you make in your paper, and I would like to address them, every one of them, and I'm prepared to do it. But I need the time to do it. Okay. Sure, and, Tracy. And sorry, so... sorry, you you cut off, Tracy. Tracy, were you going to finish saying something, or did you get your point across? Well, I just wanted to say that you know that's just basic causal inference that you know you need to show that other factors and other changes aren't happening at the same time. Like, are you seeing a, a rise in, you know, homicides? Are you seeing a rise in overdoses? Are you Listen, seeing there is no, the, oh, oh, Tracy, that, that's ridiculous. The, the magnitudes of the excess mortalities here are far above anything that could be related to homicides. Well, not in or Sweden. What about Sweden? <laughs> well, let's talk about the Denmark All that right. you have put in your well, thesis and okay. I brought you the data and I want to show it to you. We can but start before, there. All right, well, Sweden's an even better example. You're, you're, they didn't you're have going, well, listen, you put Denmark in your paper, so I prepared Denmark, all right? Well, so, so you know, you can't, I mean, you can't, it should work you, everywhere in the world if these That's right, that so let's lethal. work on Denmark. I mean, so so okay. you, you put Denmark in your paper. That, that's a bait and switch. Come on. I wanted to, you, you, you have graphs about Denmark. You mentioned Denmark in your paper. And now you don't want us. You don't want us to talk about Denmark. Well, I'm interested in the truth, data? and I thought of a better example, and so oh, I'm well, presenting that to you. And this is a debate, and so okay. I'm sorry to present you with new material. But if we're in this for the truth, then you know that's kind of the reality of the oh, situation. Now, but you're not denying what you said about Denmark, right? You hold... no, I'm not denying what I okay, said about so Denmark. Okay, so let's look at Denmark. I've got some data to show you. Let, let me ask that's, a quick question okay. about about the. Uh, you said you said you only did seventeen countries in that hundred page, hundred eighty page report, and you said you've done all hundred fifty. Why didn't you include the data from those other? Uh, because we hadn't done it when we when we wrote that the point. paper. That's okay. The paper was exactly everything we had done that was okay. ready to be published. And uh, there is, you know, Israel, as far as I know, is in the northern hemisphere, and it has a very high. Uh, synchronicity between yeah. boost. Uh, so let's pivot back. Peak. Yeah, let's pivot back to Sweden and well, Denmark then, and, and let's resolve yeah, and that. And you can look at Israel in the Ian Edie's paper when you look at from mid twenty twenty one through twenty twenty three. They don't have access. Ian Edie's so paper is another is example. Completely garbage. Okay, because they're not quantifying correctly, and I can tell you how and why. And you probably know how and why. You probably already know it. You're you're quoting two. A, a number that's completely at odds with what they report. So, but let me let's do one thing at a time. Let's go yeah, to I, Denmark. I, I, let me I really show want, you what I've got. I really for want to see. I really want to see Denise data in a second. Yeah, I just yeah. one one very small point about Unides. From what I've understood, John Unides has been a great dissident from the kind of establishment views and has not been afraid to voice uh, his views and his I'm research. I'm not suggesting he's afraid. 
Okay, I, I thought you were I'm suggesting saying. that in this okay. calculation of excess all-cause mortality, he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's made a a, a mistake that you shouldn't make, and that um, and that others have made as well. And I think Tracy, you're aware of it because you even mentioned it in your critique that people are finding this correlation between um, between vaccine coverage and excess mortality, and you're saying, wait a minute, be careful, wealthy countries have more vaccine coverage, right? So you're already right, so on the inverse correlation, which is exactly right. the opposite of what you would expect, because the wealthier right. the countries, the lower the excess right. mortality. So you're thinking about so these things, but I, I can actually explain what his error is, and I can actually explain why the papers who find a correlation between vaccine coverage and protection from all-cause mortality, why they're wrong. I can, I can do that, but you gotta let me do it. And so we have to look at some data and you've gotta let me talk a little bit. All um, right. So I'm gonna try and share my- I did my give screen. a range though. You notice I did give the Danish data, um, you know, direct to what, what yeah. they're reporting yeah, in terms of excess mortality. I wanna, I wanna it, show you how I respond to it. It doesn't correlate with the vaccine rollout. I wanna show um, you that. Okay. I wanna show you that. That's what I wanna show you. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm gonna hit share. I've never done this before on your system, but I'm just gonna share screen and see what happens, okay? I got a feeling it might give me, not allow me to see you as I'm showing you this. I don't know what it's gonna do. Let's try it. Share screen. Now, yeah, what do I've you see I've there? Used, I've only used this tool once or twice. So far, nothing. I think you have to pick which tab okay, you choose want. Choose what to share with Riverside FM. Chrome tab, nope. Uh, I think I need to open my program before I do this. Hang on a sec. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so I'll open the PowerPoint here. And now it's open, now, I've, now you've disappeared. Where are you? Here you are. Now I'm gonna hit it again, share screen. And, uh, Chrome tab, what does that mean? Window, what does that mean? Entire screen. Ooh, not sure what I should hit. Entire, select a tab to share. Okay, let me try that. That's uh, not responding. Entire screen. Okay, let me click window. Ha, here it is. Share. Okay, do you see that? Yep. Yes. Now Perfect. I don't see you, so but that's okay. I can just show you the graph that I wanted to show you and, and talk, even though I'm not seeing you, all right? Yep. What if I do this? Then I get to see you. That that's not good for you, is it? No, oh, it still works. Others fine for us. Oh, that works? Okay, good. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit smaller, oh. but yeah, it's oh, good. Fine. Okay. It helps you for sure. Okay, so um, I'm going to get rid of this side tab if I'm allowed to do that. Good. Now it's bigger. Okay, here we are. So, oh, you see it, but I can't activate it. Oh, I see. Okay, that's not good. So I have to go back to my... Damn it, now it's not letting me open the tab that I want because it's... Okay, hide this. Are you seeing it now? Yep. Is it sharing? It's sharing now? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get to see you, but I'll, I'll show you what I wanted to show you, okay? Okay. Yep. Um, 
Okay, this is this is quickly the vaccine coverage of the countries we had at the time, and we wanted the southern hemisphere and equatorial. So those are exactly the countries that are in our study. But since we wrote the paper, they've added a few small islands out here and this country in Africa, which is Namibia. So we basically took all the southern hemisphere countries that had data and we did not exclude any because they didn't have a peak or whatever. We used everything we could for the entire southern hemisphere. That's and because we knew that there was a good chance that you'd have this have anomalies in their summer because we knew that's when boosters were being rolled out. So that was how we selected the, the countries. But that's just because we were there. Let me go to this graph that I wanted to show you about. Um, I brought everything in case we wanted to see it. But I want to sh I want to go to Denmark. Where is Denmark? Hang on. Is it at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we are. All right. I'm just going to do it step by step and show you a few panels. This is the all-cause mortality in light blue for Denmark compared to the all-doses rollout. And this is for all ages. Okay. So that's just raw all-cause mortality and then boot and then and then all all doses of all the vaccines and then we're going to go by age group this is just so you can look at what the data looks like okay so the 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 um pandemic was announced here in 2020 do you see my cursor by the way am i sharing my yeah. cursor yeah. Mm -hmm. yes okay so this little peak here is uh frequently present right after the pandemic was announced in new york it's huge in denmark it's small uh, and we believe it's due to the aggressive policies that were applied immediately after the pandemic was announced. And then this is when you start vaccinating over here. And as soon as you start vaccinating, you're prioritizing the elderly and you're locking down as well. But that's a different question. So you've got this high peak. You're vaccinating. The all-cause mortality is going up. It's very high here. This is a sharp rollout for all ages, all population. And you get this incredibly sharp peak that follows it later on. That's the kind of thing we see in Denmark. This is this is now by age group. Um, oh, that's where the that's where the complete lockdowns occurred. So you've got seven day uh, lock-ins um, here, right at the start of the pandemic, exactly when that peak happened. And here is another lockdown period. But those are the only lockdown periods, not over here when you later on when you vaccinate, when you continue to vaccinate. This is now the 80 plus year olds in Denmark. And so you can see what it looks like if you look at just that age group. You've got that big peak that follows this rollout. You've got this increasing amount that follows the start of the campaign. You've got these peaks that are high after this uh, rollout. That's the 80 plus year olds. And you can do this as a function. I mean, just, of you can go back to the 80 plus year old. It, it, it proves that it, I mean, it shows that it's not causal. Like it doesn't, yeah. it, it, you know, it shows yeah. it's not let, causal. Let, because, but but, you're, but you, it, you have to it, let it, me finish three more panels <laughs> and okay. I will address this. I wish this. people could see how inconsistent the timing is. It's like in one, you roll out the first dose and there's no correlation. And then you roll out the second dose and it is, but it, 
and and then the third dose, it's like the peak okay. of mortality let's, is later. Let's just go a little further. I, I understand the winter usual seasonal peak. So there's I understand actually what you're no saying. relationship with the vaccine. I, I understand what you're saying. Let's, let's continue, okay? This is the 70 to 79 year olds. You would make the same argument that this peak here is not related to this rollout. That it, even though it happens soon after, and there's nothing else happens in terms of a lockdown or anything, and it's anomalously high, that it's not related to these vaccines. That's what I understand you're saying because it's too far away. Okay, that's how I understand it's just your point. An inconsistent timing, and and it's inconsistent it, there's in no, magnitude. There's no, reason, there's no reason that it. Ha what do you mean inconsistent? You mean from one rollout from, peak to it, another? From one rollout peak to another, and from one country to another. And well, it's, let's in Denmark, stick, let's it's stick consistent with one country every first. year, let's, even before the pandemic, that they have a winter peak of, okay, of, of increased death. All right. Well, I'll address that. But let me first show you what we've got here for Denmark. OK, let me just show you. This is the data for 70, 79. We can go to 60, 69. But then let me show you this graph here. This is the data for Denmark. When you take out seasonality, in other words, if you use a state-of-the-art method to get excess mortality relative to the historic trend, uh, working out seasonality, this is what you get. So start in 2015 here, and even though in the raw data there's seasonal ups and downs here, once you take out seasonality, you have, this is the zero here, okay? So right before they announced the pandemic over here there's a, there's actually negative excess mortality this is the peak just after they announced the pandemic okay so and and this is when the lockdown occurred now there's there's uh, dry tender effects here if you get less deaths here you might get more here and so on so you have to take that into account these are now the rollouts compared to the excess mortality okay and this was a very severe uh, death year, death winter, 2018, we see that around Europe. But this is what it looks like when you properly, um, uh, uh, state-of-the-art, calculate excess mortality. And what we get for the years 2021 to 2022, you said 6,000. Uh, um, Yenidis says a negative number. We get 7,600 plus or minus 570. Okay, that's the number we get for integrating over this entire period that includes vaccination. But, but now that's just to show you the method. These gray bars are error. The errors are bigger where you have the seasonal peaks because there's more variability from year to year as you go season to season. So this is how you, this is what it looks like when you do it correctly. And this is what it looks like if you look at them all three together. So here you've got for Denmark, the raw all-cause mortality by time, this is by week in this case, compared to the vaccine rollouts. This is the excess mortality that I was just showing you, but now it's blown up on a finer time scale compared to the vaccine rollouts. And now this on the bottom is the cumulative excess mortality in blue, and this is the cumulative vaccine rollouts in orange. Well. It was flat until you roll the vaccines, and then it starts to increase. You have an increase in vaccination here and an increase in uh, cumulative mortality here. You have an increase prior to the vaccination here and then an increase here. Now, Tracy, you said 
that doesn't make sense that in one place it would be coincident with, and in the other place it would be before. And I would like to suggest that there's no rigorous reason for that because you're vaccinating different populations at different times. This is now, we're looking at all ages here, and um, you could be vaccinating more of the, of the frail elderly at some point, then kill them off, have less of them to vaccinate later, then they die a little later. All I'm just saying is, is that, you're waving your uh, hands Denis, saying it can't Denis, be, it can't Denis, be is, and I'm saying it can be. So is that, is, is that explanation? Sorry, I sorry to interrupt you. That explanation yeah. where each of these peaks, uh, following the peaks, you have the mortality uh, following. It's the the response is heterogeneous uh, depending upon which peak you're looking at. You're saying, do you know for sure that that's uh, that the age structure accounts for that heterogeneity, or are you just hypothesizing no. based on what you see right now? No. Well, we 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 can do it by age, like we did. We we hadn't done this detailed study for Denmark when we wrote the paper. I'm just showing you what Denmark would look like given that. It was mentioned in the critique and that you have these contradictory numbers. I'm showing you how you do it correctly. And I'm showing you there's potential, even in Denmark, to start seeing some correlations between the vaccines and the all-cause mortality, even though it's smaller in Denmark than a place like India. Okay? That's, that's what I'm trying to show here. This is how you do it. And to me, when I, when I see this, and I know that the, 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 lock, the lock-ins or the lockouts or the uh, keeping you at home seven days a week happened only, only in these very special places here and here, and not after. And that the big thing that has changed in this period, when you have all this excess mortality, is that you're rolling out vaccines constantly and to different age groups and everything. And then you look at the cumulative, and it's flat until you roll out the vaccines. Then it starts to increase like this. It has temporal relationships in terms of its increases here. Sometimes it's very close, sometimes it's later, but there is a relationship there. What I'm saying is that this suggests that we should very carefully look at the possibility that uh, for systemic reasons, we've been ignoring that possibly we're killing elderly people, even in Denmark, and frail people in, in institutions and so on by vaccination much more than the clinical trials would suggest when you exclude those people. I'm just saying it, it, it is plausible and that the, this amount of synchronicity, even in just this one country where it's hard to see because there's small values of mortality, even here, you have to question yourself. And, and I think that this matching is is pretty good. Now that was not in our paper, but uh um Tracy said, well, but you're all over the map in the paper. There's there's not consistency. I disagree completely. Um we said in our paper I, I'll stop sharing for a minute now. How how do I Denis, do that? Uh, Denis, I want to oh, just comment really briefly before before you continue. You you made uh you provided several explanations that could provide for some of the heterogeneity in the temporality as well as the uh the hang magnitude on, I of don't the see you right now. How do I get you back? Um Oh, I know. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Gotcha. Okay, we're back. Yeah. So, sorry, you you provided several up for a little bit. 
you provided several explanations that uh that that sounded like plausible ways to account for some of the heterogeneity in the uh the temporality so sometimes the peak would come the peak in mortality yes. would come after a little bit later sometimes a little bit earlier as well as some of the heterogeneity in the magnitude uh citing some of the demographic differences in in some of the vaccine uh, rollouts yes. uh and so so my 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 concern about that explanation is while that does sound plausible in the case of Denmark have you um like and, and it's, it sounds like you've not done that complete analysis yet for Denmark but have you done that sort of complete analysis and accounting for that sort of heterogeneity for the other countries um have yeah, you shown that that sort of explanation about. works that's yeah, okay. what the I just, about. I was actually we, just going to show that you've got other countries in here where you can see the major ri there's a major rise in yes. excess mortality in fact, I've got those well graphs before, right here well before the Vaccines are rolled out. Yes, and um, you and will you will, you will notice that we discussed those things in great detail in the paper. Yes, and, but and, um... and, and you know it's one it's one thing it's one thing you if you you're you show seventeen graphs of our seventeen countries. You don't look at the two countries where we have much more data and age stratified. You show just the all ages, whole country, seventeen graphs, and you say look. There's all kinds of different things happening here. And our answer is, of course there is. In 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 Peru, the military they called in ten thousand military reservists to go in and rip people out of their homes and communities and test them for COVID and then isolate them and treat them uh if they if they tested positive. And it's associated with a massive excess mortality. And there's all kinds of things happening that are different from country to country. And we discuss those things and we show that where they where they occur, where they don't occur. And we argue that here we believe that the only thing that's happening that we know about is the vaccines and there's this temporal association. So that's what the entire paper is about. And that's what we do in great detail. Now, you point to our 17 graphs where we're just doing a rough uh, showing what the data looks like, where we have that that red line that does a yearly average and so on. And you say, look, it's all over the map. But you're, you're not looking at it carefully. I can, I can point to you and say, look, this is Peru. It happened here. But look at what happened when they started vaccinating and so on. We can go through it. But it's, if you don't look at it and if you don't have a desire to see if there's something to be concerned about here, then, of course, you're just going to wave your hands and say there's inconsistency. But I have well, to tell I, you, though, I, I have to tell you, though, it. I think I Tracy is quite concerned. I think Tracy is uh, quite yeah, concerned. Yeah, the reason okay. that I wanted to look into this is I am concerned about okay, it. Okay, I'm sorry if I suggested you're not concerned. I don't mean uh, you're not concerned. I mean you're not trying to see the value in what we're trying to do and trying to see the logic. No, I am. Otherwise, I wouldn't have spent time looking at it. Okay, but you well, said then, the key phrase, which is well, that I'm sorry if of I said what that. we know of, of what we know of. You know, this is the only thing we think that changed. But how can you know of everything? I mean, that's what we that's why you say it's an association. You don't you say you. It's inappropriate causal inference to say. The vaccines cause 17 million deaths. You say it's causal, that you prove causation. We That's never, the in the here. paper, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We never say the vaccine caused this many deaths. You won't find that in the paper. In fact, you claim in your critique that we use this expression 
Defend, and definitive, you put it in right? Quotes, and you put it in quotes. Where is it? Here you are. You say, note the authors actually say, quote, definite causal link, end of quote. That phrase does not well, appear in our that paper. from your paper. No, you did not. It does not appear in our paper. You took that from the press release blurb on the page where the paper can be downloaded. Okay? That's where you took that from. It is not in the paper, and it is not co-authored by these people. Um, and so it says so, right here, so, COVID-19 vaccine-associated mortality, mortality, a definite causal link is shown between many peaks and all-cause mortality. Um, yes. So you don't and agree with that statement. You are reading from a press release. You okay, are reading well, from a press release. that's on your website about your paper, yes, but you on, disagree with that. It's on the website, okay. and it is a press release, and you're so reading from the press release. I think it's important that we get to the fact that you actually don't think, you're not saying that there's a causal relationship. Is that, Let is that correct? Let me say what, what you, you, you made two mistakes here. You said it was in the paper. It's not in the paper. You said that we said that vaccines caused death. We never say that in the paper. We're always very careful. Um, and you also complain about the phrase definite causal link, but you take it out of its sentence. And if you read the sentence, even from the press release, the full sentence is a definite causal link is shown between many peaks in all-cause mortality and rapid vaccine rollouts. Not so injection, in the, in, not in vaccine. Section we're, we're, we're page 131 about, where you write causality proven? I, I don't understand. Yes. what. All right. Well, let, let, let's do one thing at a time. First okay, of all, all right, well. we were talking about that, 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 that quote that you take out of the sentence, which is in a press release. That's not in our paper, okay? And, well, it's on and, your website about your, and, your paper. So yes, I, it is. I'm but sorry, what does I apologize. It say? If you don't what think that that's sentence, accurate, I apologize. What so, does the sentence say? It says a definite causal link is shown between what? Between many peaks in the all-cause mortality and rapid vaccine rollouts. Rollouts. That's a, roll, a macroscopic rollout in a whole population as a function of time There is, is related to a peak in all-cause mortality. And we're saying there's a definite causal link. That's what the full sentence says. Now, here's the thing. Fact checkers and yourself have said of, about our paper that correlation is not causation. And you use that expression. And they go on and on about correlation is not causation. And I think that's what you're saying here now. You, you, and you're giving examples as to why it's, it's, it's just a correlation, but it's not causation because there are all these other factors that you say w could be occurring and, should, and we should think of them as important. Okay, but here's my answer to that. In epidemiology, there is a test for likely causality, and it was developed by others, but it, a paper in 2017 was written by Yanidis, where he develops the test for causality. It is understood when you have this kind of data in epidemiology that you never prove cause. What you prove is likelihood of causality. And the, the scientific test for that is described in our paper and is applied to see if we have it. And we argue that that test, it is applied quite rigorously to that test. You, 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 you can't say 
it is it is just a truism that correlation is not causality, just like it is a truism that you can't prove cause of death in the great majority of deaths by any method, okay? And, and this is especially true with all-cause mortality, where you're talking about an entire nation and you're not identifying individual death certificates and individual people. You're never going to prove it. All you can do is make arguments as to whether there is a high likelihood of a causal link. And that's what well, proof means in this context. So, and, uh, and so our job when, as scientists is to outline the areas of uncertainty. And so I guess my point is that's not what you've done. You have countries that we've discussed, such as Sweden, where there is no excess mortality, and you don't discuss facts like that in your paper. Instead, I, I, you have... Look, a, a you, haven't, like, you haven't. On the you haven't. Let, 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 I, I don't really have a lot time. of time to talk here. You, you're really talking. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Taking a lot of the talking opportunities, and so I feel like I haven't had adequate time to respond because I, 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 I want to say that you know, in in your paper on page one thirty one, in the your conclusion seven point one is called causality proven, and sorry, and what so page I. Was it? I it's 131, the conclusion, uh, causality proven. Um, the scientific tests for causality are amply, uh, amply satisfied. So I guess I want to say that normally, you know, in, in a paper like this, you would have an entire section where you talk about the uncertainties. Like, well, you know, we have, there's a lot of uh, variation in terms of the you know the timing of the of the increases in all cause mortality and the dose number and the time between the when the all cause mortality increases um, and when the rollout was in a lot of countries you know they had a large rise in excess mortality that started before the vaccine rollout in these countries we don't have that's many all in the paper Tracy you're reading the conclusion and you're saying those things are not in the paper that's garbage come on Tracy there are entire sections in this large paper where we go in great detail into the into other causes that are proposed and we and we and we explain why they're not likely and we go into these excess mortalities that occur before vaccine rollouts we have a whole section on that we discuss each individual case where that happens uh i mean you you're you're just you're the one who's cherry picking you're cherry picking uh, I, statements I, I, in the paper and then saying like to... therefore we haven't done this work I okay. would like to to interject briefly and just say that she is correct, however, in saying that there is no limitation section. It seems to me that much of the paper is uh, dedicated to, uh, and it does do this very, it does uh, attempt to address this. I, I haven't fully assessed or evaluated the paper, but it, it does cover a, a huge amount of ground very comprehensively. But at the same time, it certainly doesn't, to Tracy's point, have any sort of section at the end that basically says, here are all the ways that we could be wrong, essentially, which is, I think, important because um, there well, are certain... That's, there what, that's some... what an editor of a journal would demand these days. That doesn't mean that it's a sacred cow, that you have to do that. The, you know, we, we, we don't have to have a format where we say, uh, where we bend over backwards to say, you know, this is just, for example, the, the, the canned phrase that they all feel they have to say, that uh, correlation is not causation. That's appearing in every paper nowadays. This is crazy. We're, you, you don't have to say that. 
Um, of course, correlation does not imply causation. That's a given. That's hard logic. Um, this is epidemiology. You're trying to see if you ha if you have okay. Look, let um, let me go to the sections in the paper that that um, discuss um, this. And Tracy, and discuss Tracy, before before Denis continues, is there are there any other issues you'd like to bring up? Um, because oh, it, it is lot. true. Also, we, we have we've only scratched the surface, right? It, it is true. Also, that uh, it. it you, uh, Denis, you, you have a great deal to say, but certainly uh, Tracy hasn't had nearly as much time. Is there anything else that you would like to say, Tracy? I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess um, that we need to reconcile the fact that these estimates are so far above any other estimates and are above any studies that we've seen before. And they they do not fit with, for example, the study that I mentioned at the beginning of the NCAA athletes, where they have found no increase um, in cardiac death over time. They had a consistent rise in all-cause mortality among the athletes that started a decade ago. That It doesn't correspond with the self-controlled case series that we had out of England. It doesn't correspond with the data out of Sweden, where they had no excess mortality. Um, it, it doesn't make sense even within your own data set that you have like a whole vaccine rollout where there's maybe low to no excess mortality and then another vaccine rolls out and then you have a major increase like there's no internal validity you we don't have like a consistency with external studies either um and then i i'm not finding the causal link here because i don't find that you ruled out other potential contributing factors like changes in people's health, like increases in other causes of death, because you don't have the causes of death, uh, you know, here. And the, the pattern that we're seeing is not consistent from country to country. And so I want to, I, I want to understand just like you do, it, how often these vaccines are, are causing deaths. And, you know, I put the estimates that I had seen, but you're, you know, I, 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 I'm not finding that you're proving causality in your paper. And, but you're, um, you're, you're, and I, but, and, and you're not, and you're not saying that you're proving causality, but I do, I do just want to highlight that that's kind of how it's being interpreted, but you're finding an association that's inconsistent in, in countries, um, in, in no, the Southern no, Hemisphere. No, 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 I mean, look, <laughs> I would need, you, you, you need to look at what we did. It, when you say that one rollout causes more death than another, we have seen that consistently, and it's the later boosters that appear in almost always to be much more toxic than the early doses, and that is systematic across our data, okay? So that's just, and, and why that is, I don't know. Is it that the more you get vaccinated, it becomes more dangerous for you to be vaccinated again? Is it because the later boosters why Only is that not true in Colombia the then? I just look at a random example and that's not even the I, case so, from the country uh, that I look at. Well, then let me show you because you're 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 compare you're oh we have to look at it. We have to look at each graph. We have to look at the the age the, the best data for Chile and Peru and I can show it to you. In the countries in the graphs that you're seeing, you can't even distinguish the different dose rollouts. And you can't see peaks in rollouts because all the ages are together. So it's all smeared up. 
So you can't see it there. You have to first look at the phenomenon with the highest resolution. Then when you have more countries that have lower resolution, you've got to try to understand it. And, and, and you have to look at it that way. Um, but okay, before, so I interrupt. just want to say we, we have studies like a self-controlled case series, which is used for establishing causality for vaccine injuries. And, you know, we're seeing maybe 2.6 deaths per million after the second dose in yes. young males. Yes. And then you're you're saying that but what you're seeing is 3000 deaths per million. Yes. And, and that's wildly inconsistent. It's not um, inconsistent. We're, we're, <laughs> we're getting different values and they can't. Both but you don't right mention if, 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 you know, if they're applied to the whole estimates. population. They can't both be right if they're applied to the whole population, right? Um, right. Okay, that's fine. I agree with you on that point. Now, okay, so you just named five things, but let me take one. Of, you, you talked about other causes, okay? You talked about, name them again, nutrition. You had a whole bunch of other causes, right? So uh, I said overdose, overdose, homicides, suicides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So things yeah. that are not going to be plausibly caused by vaccines. Right. Okay. So, so, so those, a lot of these causes will not create a sharp peak in all cause mortality, like nutrition, poverty. None of these things cause a sharp peak in all cause mortality. You see, what you have to, when you look at those graphs and you say there's all kinds of things happening, that's true. Every country is different, there's all kinds, but there's one thing in common. Every one of them has a summer peak in all cause mortality in the summer that starts in 2021 and a rollout of a, of a booster, either the, it's either the third or fourth dose at that time, and they all have that. Okay? Now, there's all kinds of complicated things happening before because of these aggressions and how they responded to the announcement of the pandemic and lock, lock, lockdowns and everything. I agree. It's complicated. But they also all have that thing. In the place where things are clean and where you get a sharp peak, they all have it. And when you quantify the, the risk of death that you would calculate from that sharp peak, you always get about the same number within that range that, that I mentioned. And that's significant. And, but I would like you... So New Zealand you, doesn't have that peak. Sorry, New Zealand? New Zealand, right, yeah. Exactly, I mean, so exactly. And that disproves your notion that we cherry-picked. New Zealand is a borderline case of all the ones, and it does not have... But let me show you New Zealand. Are we still sharing the, the thing? Mm -hmm. I can let see it. I don't you. know if it's still active. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, 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 you agree that many things change at the same time. And like there was, you know, millions no, of I don't agree extra that many people change thrown at the into same poverty time. because of I, the lockdowns. And, um, you know, I, I just I, not I at feel the same like. Time. So, so let's look. Let's look at New Zealand sure. if you want. Or, all right. All right. Or, let's look at New Zealand. Or do you guys want to, one thing that might be helpful is sort of prioritizing since we don't have, this could yeah. probably take all night if we, if we were, if we were going to do this. So one of the things that might be good uh, to do is to prioritize um, which sort of topics that you both would agree are, are particularly important to, to address and, and try to get through, through those. Um, okay. Because I, I, know, because I can think sort of high yield things. Yeah. Because sure, we're not sure, going to sure. get through everything. Yeah. There are, 
a few key graphs that I really want to show because I'm, I'm not sure that Tracy's actually seen them or looked at them that are in the paper then, that are then, very. Yeah. And yeah. I want you guys to think about what some of those topics are and maybe I'll bring, bring this back up in about five minutes or so. And then we'll sort of try to write some things down that we can then organize the rest of the discussion with, I don't know how much time you guys have or how much longer you, you have or don't have. And so that's also another important consideration to. Well, to I don't know how many times we'll be able to do this. So I'm hoping to get through as much as this as we can. I'm, I'm, uh, until... I'm pretty open. As, as long as you guys like, as long as I keep seeing this being productive and interesting, we're going to keep this up. Okay. So I, you one, know, thing, I... One, one thing before we continue, just in terms of just establishing some concrete things, from what I can see so far, trying to be as objective as possible. And then Tracy, the, the, I want to the, ask Tracy though about how much how 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 much time she has. No, oh, okay. Tracy, time. I mean, I, I've had the family come in a couple times and look at me and ask me. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, there's no emergency, you know. Um, it's a, it's 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 all good. It's all good. I probably don't want to <laughs> spend all, all all night, but you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah. I do, I do want this. I, I really want it to sort of, you know, at least end on on a productive note and sort of like, because I think we're all really interested in this topic and we want to have. Our goal is to get accurate information about this, and our goal is, you know, not to have people dismiss data, you know, just because, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, they don't think it's valid. We don't want people to sort of mistakenly dismiss the idea of the COVID-19 vaccines causing harm. And we certainly all know that they have caused death. Um, but you do, so, but you do, but Tracy, you do want people to dismiss that the deaths from vaccines could be as high as what we find. You do no, want people to dismiss that. Yes, you do. I'm not think convinced so. by the methodology. I guess that's you're, all that I'm saying. I just want, I, I want. You're, you're not hearing me accurate. on the methodology. I, I just showed you that Yana just made a fatal error and doesn't know what he's doing with that so, paper. Sir, sir, so, so, yeah, so, so your screen share, we can't see the screen share right now if you're, if you're, if you're hoping to show that. It, right now it's, it's frozen. Um, oh, yeah, that's because, I guess that's because my, I have to go back to the, to the uh, PowerPoint. I, I don't think that Yanidis's, um analysis you know we could even just toss that to the side and discuss without it because we we also All know right. that the the excess mortality in in sweden has been none you know essentially none very that very is low not certainly give, not consistent with the uh, if i you had know, twenty five thousand excess deaths that you know you are saying yeah. that they would have expected to see and actually Look, an excess yeah. of that because they had have such an old population relative to other countries. I mean, the example of Sweden alone basically... Let Tracy finish. Let Tracy finish. Stop interrupting. I mean, the example of Sweden alone, you know, unless there's something that Swedes have some genetic variant so that they don't react to the vaccines or they, you know, um, I don't know, they all got placebos or something like that. Like, there would have to be something very odd because why would an excess of 25 you know thousand extra deaths than normal not show up there i mean it it this it just doesn't add up um that, that is that the, that the is death a rate from these question. vaccines could be so high because Tracy, we're like i said we're us, all you're asking let, us let, to let, believe... let tracy finish okay we, we keep on interrupting her tracy finish, no but finish i'm her interrupting her because the premise of her question is incorrect oh. 
you're asking us to believe on your word that the all-cause mortality in Sweden is zero, where we just showed that Yanidis himself was claiming that for Denmark, and it's not true, okay? And you're asking us to take that as the premise of your question. How could, what about Sweden? Sweden, you haven't mentioned it in your, in your critique article. I haven't so had time from to 2021, start of 2021 to 2023, and in Ianidis' it's actually not zero, it was plus. So Ianidis' table is cumulative from the beginning of 2020. Yeah. So it's negative for Sweden, but it was positive excess mortality for Denmark starting at the beginning of 2021. But it's equal if you go to mid 2021. But you're okay, quoting so Yanidis' number. Right, right, which, exactly. Which, so which we, can look at, we, can, we can look at other estimates of excess mortality, and they're quite similar. Um, you know, it, like I said, it does depend on the baseline, but... Um, Sweden's excess mortality was less than Denmark's, and Denmark's was they were they said it was about six thousand, and okay, Sweden's has been less than than. Now, so now we're debating things that are like not in my paper. That they're, they're, we're debating things now that are not in my paper, and that you did not mention in your criticism. If you wanted to talk about Sweden, I've got the data for Sweden. I can show you this kind of data for Sweden. Um, I just didn't prepare it for this for this debate because you didn't mention it in your article. But now, okay, fine. You've got a new thing. You want us to believe your number on Sweden, and you're using that as a pivotal argument. Denny, you know, Denny, why do you, you think? Have, why do you, sir? Why do you think that uh, Sweden and Denmark's excess mortalities are wrong? And why do you think the numbers that you have are are better than than what Yanidis presents? Okay. Uh, I think Unidis's error is fundamental. It's it goes like this. It's very simple. Um, all cause mortality over a decadal time scale increases with time because populations are aging, populations are increasing, and so on. So in the great majority of almost all, virtually all countries, it's increasing with time. However, the slope of that increase is much greater in poor countries than in wealthy countries. And so if you take as a baseline the average of several years, including 2019 and before, in poor countries, you will dramatically underestimate the baseline you need to use for your historical uh, and systematically underestimate it, whereas in wealthy countries, it won't be as bad. So as soon as you use that method, which is to take the baseline to be the week-by-week -week average for the five years before COVID, and then apply that to the weeks during COVID as the baseline to calculate. As soon as you say that's what you're doing, you're building in a system, a systematic error that guarantees that excess mortalities in, in, in poor countries will be much larger than in wealthy countries. And that is precisely what Ianidis is doing. It's in his methods section. And he admits in his methods sections that um, Others have said you can't really do this. They, 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 you, you need to take into account for this slope. But we feel that because we've broke it down by age group, done the age group separately, and then put it together, that the problem doesn't, that we don't have that problem. But he doesn't show anywhere in an appendix or anything that he's actually demonstrated that. And when we do it, it's not true. You cannot get rid of this effect that way. So anyone who uses that method, to get excess mortality has a systematic difference between poor and rich countries. Be, and, and, and that is a separate, for a separate reason than 
vaccine coverage was was better in the wealthy countries. And so, so therefore, you have you, therefore yeah, you have so, papers in the published literature that that claim that high coverage countries have lower excess all cause mortality, and it's purely an artifact of the way that they're doing this baseline. That's because, why because Yenner they're more wealthy. Wrong. Because they're and, more wealthy is is your because they're more wealthy, and the baseline slope is going to be different, which is going to bias them. In the direction yeah, this, of having less, the slope is less different because mortality. the slope is different yeah. in those countries. It's not directly yes. related to their wealth. It's related to their population structure, uh, the population growth dynamics. It's related to all of that. But what you find in practice empirically is that that slope is much greater in uh, developing world countries as compared to Western countries. It's dramatically different, systematically different. So all those graphs that uh, illustrate those correlations or put tables out like in the end of this paper are absolutely wrong because of a fundamental error in methodology, period. That's all there is to it. We have, we, in, in my group, we have demonstrated this to ourselves repeatedly. We know that those papers are all wrong. We, sorry, we, can, get sorry, the same, we, we can get the same thing if we use their method, but so, we don't. So Tracy, Tracy do you agree with, uh, yeah. with Denis about that point? So I, I just wanted to say, you know, like I said, we can actually set that paper aside and it does, we can look at, I have another um, uh, estimate of excess mortality for age standardized. Uh, this is actually age standardized mortality rate right. for Sweden. And you can see it actually went up in 2020 and then went down in 2021 and 2022. Yes. Um, and you didn't so mention I, that paper in your critique and you didn't tell me about it before. And now you want to bring it into the argument. I, if I could critique that paper, if I could study it, and if I could compare to what we have for Sweden, because we have a lot of analyses on Sweden now, because we've done 150 countries by now, and we're, we're, we're preparing our next papers on that, uh, then I could respond. But to just pop this out, this Sweden thing, let's stick to things that you mentioned in your critique so I can address them. That's what I would say. Let's stick to those things. Um, if you so guys much permit, science we can discuss. I didn't know that we were just limiting it to what I wrote yeah, in the paper. I, well, I mean, my 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 uh, purpose. You you've made a very uh, harsh criticism of our paper, and I understood that this was a chance for us to debate the value of your criticism and to defend my paper. That's what I understood this meeting to be about. Not just bringing in other arguments that the other side doesn't know about in order to argue precisely that. You know, you're, 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 you're bringing in these arguments that I don't know about to continue your argument that there's flaws in our paper. So I don't think that's fair. So, so yeah. as, as someone who's been, who organized this, I never once said we're going to strictly limit it to exactly what Tracy said. Now, preferably, we want to have some parameters. We don't want to go all over in La La Land and go on 20 different tangents but i think the example of sweden is a valid one and i, I would assume denny you know, lots of people have talked about sweden as a comparison to other countries where excess mortality has increased i assume you've at least well done if, some you, if you give me a few minutes i'll pull up our data on sweden and i'll show you what's I, happening in sweden i can tell you yeah, right I'm now gonna, i'm gonna that would be great. see i'm gonna agree with denny to, to some extent certainly that if he's just not familiar with the paper it's gonna be hard for him to argue about it in real time without prior preparation certainly he can try and uh that would be 
good, but it's also seems acceptable. The paper, to... no, I can't do that on the fly with a paper right. that I haven't seen. I, I can only show yep. you what our analysis of Sweden is. Uh, Sweden actually had, uh, Stockholm actually had a huge uh, excess mortality peak right at the, right after the pandemic was announced. In Europe, it's one of the bigger ones. So Sweden, uh, unlike what most people believe, actually had a lot of excess deaths right after the pandemic was announced similar not in magnitude to new york but in terms of the of the of what it looks like as a big peak rate at that time sweden had that in stockholm and you can and you can and and it's in the area of stockholm that it occurs and then it continued to have excess mortality throughout the vaccination and so on and so we're that's going to be included in our next can, paper can i show I didn't can i show sweden the graph in my that slides i have because i didn't Sorry, Tracy, you're oh, breaking no. up again. Oh, Tracy, I you're was breaking up. Say, can, can I can I show the Tracy, graph we can't that hear I you. have? Ugh. Tracy, you're uh, breaking up. Is, is right, your hotspot still on? I I'll restart it. Let me try this. Can you guys hear me now? No? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay, good. Yes. Um, I was just going to, I mean, it. I could just, just for reference, I can just quick share the screen if you want me to, to show, you know, another estimate for Sweden. Um, I, I, I don't want you to, but, but because we, I've been explaining that. I'm not prepared to address another estimate for Sweden. We just showed a fatal flaw in a paper that you've already used extensively from by Yanis. Now you want to pull out another one and show it rather than talk about our analysis that you're critiquing. Um, so I, I so wouldn't want I you to go I guess I'm there. most interested in just, you know, getting good information to, to us. And well, the then don't believe that paper you're topic. reading. Don't believe Yanis and take more time to study what we actually did if you're interested in good data so his changes throughout the pandemic look consistent with a lot of the other estimates that i've seen from country to country i guess i'll put it that way i think their baseline was very low because um it, they, it, they 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 showed a very large decrease in excess mortality in the first period that they looked at but the changes throughout the pandemic were consistent with the other estimates that I'm, I've seen. I'm sorry, Tracy. Maybe you didn't understand what I said. I, There's going to be a systematic, large, systematic difference between poor and rich countries when you do it his way. And the main point of his paper is that there is that systematic change. Okay? So mm -hmm. you've got to put that paper aside. You've got to look for someone who's doing it correctly. So I, I'm saying we can do that, but you won't let me show you another paper. So um, because I, that other paper is probably here. I, that other paper. Well, look, you you don't want me to show our data on Sweden. You want to show me this other paper? No, the you paper can, I haven't you had can show your data study. on Sweden. I'm let, happy to see your data on Sweden. Let, I, I would like to carve Sweden out. Just take them out for now. We can come back to it in another communication. You can see how we analyze it in our next paper. But I would, for this, for this discussion, there's some graphs I really want to show you. And um, I really want to make the argument and show you um, 
I wonder if I'll have a chance to. It, it, there's, it, it, there's a whole Chris, dimension it, of this that you have never mentioned that you didn't talk about. That's probably the most important part of our paper. So, so there is an interesting. To, sorry, sorry to interrupt, sir. There is an interesting yeah. symmetry here. You are showing a lot of data that she didn't necessarily look at in her cr criticism, and she, and so and so it's kind of you're also expecting her to uh, become familiar with which, which data am I showing that she did not address. Um, you want you wanted to pull up. Um, for I want example, to show this, this data. I want this to data show here. graphs from our yeah. paper. Well, yeah, I want to you're show showing graphs, graphs from, from the paper, but she, she didn't necessarily make. Uh, she didn't make points about every single graph in your paper. She made points about some of the graphs in your paper, and so, um, you're so what you're doing is you're showing additional graphs from your paper in order to sort of buttress your arguments. But then what she's trying to do is she's trying to show additional papers that will buttress her arguments. So you're both right. sort of introducing new data into the debate as you as you talk about these things. I just want to point that out. It's sort of happening on both sides, not just on her I, side. I understand that it may look that way, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show the evidence from our paper that, that had been critiqued that is very convincing in terms of uh, a, a synchronicity and therefore suggesting strongly causality, which you don't see if you look at just the first 17 graphs that are just the graphs to show 17 countries, but you have to go to the core of the paper and really see how we came to that conclusion. And uh, since Tracy didn't mention those cases in her critique, I think it would be worth it if I explained it and showed it. Because what do you it think, might, Tracy? It might what create think, an Tracy? aha moment, you know? I so think there's an I aha guess... moment. Hope you guys can to hear me. Happy. I'm sorry yep. about the connection. No, we can hear you. Yeah. Um, good. Um, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm not really super set on proving, you know, my side. I was really looking forward to just this being a discussion about getting mm -hmm. at what the best evidence is that we have on this topic and, and, and kind of like, you know, going through your paper and seeing, you know, what we can learn from it, what we can say, you know, this is causal, maybe this is an association, you know, what, what are our uncertainties here? What do the other data studies literature say? Um, you know, what are their strengths and weaknesses? You know, I guess that's kind of what I was what I was, uh, what I was hoping for. And so I don't, you know, I don't want to act like I need to prove something. It's more like a fact finding information finding mission that I was hoping for. Okay. Uh, well, let but, me give you some facts. Let me give so, you some so, facts. So, let me so show do you, you agree, some graphs. So what I'm saying is, do you agree with the direction that, that Denis wants to take it or would you like to do a different direction? Um, what, what is your preference right now, Tracy? Well, I mean, I guess I, I'm fine with you You and Rob, what you guys want to do. It's, you know, Rob invited us all on. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to really, you know, which direction that we want to take it. I mean, I think I've kind of made my point clear that I'm not convinced, you know, by, by the 17 million death uh, argument. I'm not, I'm not convinced that there's this causal relationship here. I, I do continue to believe that the vaccine vaccines have caused death. You know, how many from which vaccine? I the best evidence I've seen is that's variable, also depending on the age group, exactly like Denis is saying. Um, you know, I'm not I, I I just I it 
it's simply not plausible to me that the vaccines have caused these many deaths in one place. And then we look in other countries and data sets and we see nothing comparable That's not to true. that. That's not true. You're asking us to believe that, but it's not true. We've studied 150 countries now. Um, listen, um, I would propose to close this up in the following way. And it, you, we can do only half of what I'm proposing. I, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm ready to, I'm, I'm, here, here's what I propose. You let me show five or six graphs, and then I will have, that's all that I want to show. Then we discuss the difference between Tracy's best estimate of lower bounds and our values, and how is it possible that they could be so different, and is it even possible, and does it not in itself show that ours must be wrong, and so on. And we can have try to have a good discussion about that, because I think that's something that Tracy wants to do. You said that twice now, I think, Tracy. So that's what I would um, propose. I show some graphs to give you more of a feeling for what's in the paper, and then we discuss that part. How does that sound? That's that sounds fine to me, uh, Tracy. What do you think? I'm I'm so I'm so sorry. My internet connection cut out again. Um, but I I did hear that Denis wants to show us some more some more um some more data, and I'm happy to see it. I did hear that much. Some more data, also also to to try to account with the discrepancy between uh, what he's finding and what the past literature says. And is there anything else that you would like to add to that? I guess those two items that you would like to discuss before we wrap it up. No, that sounds good. Yeah, well, there's still one hiccup here, though, is that so uh, Denise mentioned this issue with uh, Unidis's methodology. I guess I'm wondering, Tracy, do you agree with his critique of Unidis? So I need to hear the 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 critique of Unidis again. I, I'm really I'm re I'm really sorry about the internet connection issue, but if you could just state like the the main issue with the what what you were saying again because i think i cut out the first well, part of what you were saying i think we'll waste a lot of time so let's we agreed to carve out that paper anyway uh and it's all recorded so we can listen to it later why don't we move on to to the new things does that, does that i'm so that sorry okay? I, I, we don't need to know out, if tracy right again. now hey hey tracy why don't you just so, use I'm your so regular wi-fi try that tracy why yeah, don't you try your I, regular wi-fi i keep wi switching i i'm on my regular wi-fi now um is your, i keep oh, switching so you, back well, and forth turn off your data is your data still on on the phone no it's turn, uh is it your phone right you said so turn off the no, data I'm on not the phone. On my, i'm not on my phone anymore i'm using my home wi-fi now okay so but, then what's switching then I know I switched back to my home because oh. I uh, like, but not, so, okay. I, but I, okay. I missed out. <laughs> it's just terrible. I know you're probably gonna have to cut this out. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Um, okay. I, I don't think we need to know if right now Tracy agrees with my criticism of the Anodis paper. I don't think that's crucial. Uh, you, Tracy can listen to the recording and, and, and we can talk about it again, or she can write another article about defending the Anodis or whatever. I think we can do that later. But we're trying to, we're obviously running out of time. And so what I had proposed is to show five or six more graphs. Then we discuss, I don't know if Tracy can hear us right now, but I want to discuss I, I how, is it, how is it possible that uh, our numbers are so different from the numbers that you have brought forward in terms of lower estimates? How, how does one wrap 
your head around that. I do want to discuss that. I have looked at it. And uh, I'd like that. Maybe we could end that way. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, let's, well, we'll I, I'm, things might change as we go, but let's, let's start sure. there. Let's, yeah. Let's okay. Go to your, so if Tracy's fine, with is, it, let's go to your graphs. Is my screen being shared right now? Yeah. And let's see if I can um, move to a different graph. Let's see if I can move to a different graph. If I move to a different oh. graph, are you able to see it? Yeah, you're moving yep. now. Yeah, I see. Okay, you so let yep. me find the right graph, the last few that I want to show you, okay? So I'm going to go, so there are two countries out of the 17 where we have very detailed uh, age-resolved data. And one is Peru and the other is Chile. So I just want to show you a flavor of how that looks. So can you see this this graph here? You see how it's got two big yes. bumps there? Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that I I don't see you guys. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell me yeah. when I when. Okay. That's so fine. so this is all cause mortality, all ages for Peru in light blue. The dark blue is where the lockdowns were imposed. The two big peaks within the lockdown. This one over here, you can see my pointer, right? This one. Yeah. This one is due to that very uh, violent military style, aggressive going in and testing everybody for COVID and ripping them out and isolating them and treating them. Okay. And the reason it has a two peak structure is in some provinces of, of Peru, it's a little later and it's higher here and others it's here and so on. We've looked at that in detail, but not in the big paper, not in the paper we're criticizing now, but I'm just giving you extra information. And so th then there was an election and they stopped doing that. After the election, they started doing harsh measures again. They kept this lockdown the whole time. They started doing harsh measures, and you get this huge peak. This, these peaks in excess all-cause mortality are massive. You can see on the scale of what normally the variations are, almost nothing here uh, pre-COVID. Uh, then COVID is announced, and, and right after the announcement, you start having these measures and so on. But this is the end of the lockdown. This period over here is the period of interest. This sharp peak here coincides with a rollout of a booster in Peru. And let me show you what that looks like for different age groups. First, we look at all ages combined. And what you see with all ages combined is that there's no sharp rollouts in the vaccinations because you're vaccinating all these different ages and you're adding it all up and it's just a shamble. But as soon as you, these are all paper, these are all, this is figure 14 from our article. These are all figures in the article. As soon as you go by age, this is what the 90 plus year olds look like. So remember, we're still having lockdowns over here. You start vaccinating, you're still in lockdowns. There's a lot of things that can be happening simultaneously. Of course, that's the case. And we have graphs showing that. But this peak is long time after the lockdowns. Nothing known is happening in terms of a societal assault. It's a very sharp peak for the 90-plus-year-olds, and it's, it follows this sharp rollout of a booster to the 90-plus-year-olds, same age group. So there, that's what it looks like for the 90-plus-year-olds. Denny, I want to yeah. interrupt real quick. Um, yeah. I just want to say what I think probably maybe, well, I, I, I think maybe other people see, 
for the first uh, peak in in vaccines, all those doses, you don't see a similar sort of peak of deaths right after it. That's right. And for the and for the second peak, and that's a much it's a much low. The second peak is much smaller, and you see a a huge spike. So that's a an interesting discrepancy, I think. Um, Yep. So yep, that's all. Sure, but remember now, there's there's other causes of death in this peak that we've talked about and that you saw previously, and you're still in lockdown. And the now, uh, this is getting back to consistency arguments. But when you roll out another uh, booster later on in time, you're not killing the same people that you killed before. The ones you've killed before are gone. They're not going to die again. And the ones that are resilient, there may be, there may be what, I, what I would say is it's possible that uh, that threshold, that clinical threshold for who you inject has, been, has gone down. They've got these boosters they want to get rid of, whatever. But for some reason, they're hitting more of the vulnerable 90-plus-year-olds in this, in this rollout. That's, a, that's just a hypothesis. That's it, just it, could be, but, it could but, also but be the, COVID. It could be COVID. That could be COVID. That second peak could be COVID right after the, the booster I've peak. never seen uh, a sharp peak like that. Well, yes. Now we're getting into the whole, can it be COVID thing? And that's yet another whole can of worms. Let's, let's not do that right now. We address it in the paper. We say some people will say this is COVID, meaning it's a new virulent uh, uh, variant of COVID because if it was COVID, it should have happened way before and virtually everyone should be immune, right? It's a, it's a pandemic. So what people generally say to explain these anomalies like they do in Australia is to blame it on a new variant. And I explained why those explanations are very tenuous. But anyway, let's leave that aside for now, but you're right. But let's just keep looking at in terms of age groups, okay? The main thing is, You've got this peak, you get a peak over here. They're very closely associated in time for this age group. Now you go to the next age group, and it's the 85 to 89-year-olds, and you get the same sort of thing. Got more death over here. It changes, but this association is still there, and that's the main association of our paper, and it's the one that you see in Israel and Australia as well. And then we go to 80, 84-year-olds. It's still there, but it's decreasing in time. And this is what it looks like for 75 to 79 and so on. You get the picture. It's getting less and less death per dose as we go to younger and younger individuals. This is how we calculate the excess death. That's a detail. Then when we make a graph of all the results together, we get this. We get the risk of dying on the y-axis per age group over here for the different doses that are administered in the countries where we have enough data to draw this graph. And what we find is a very regular uh, uh, risk of death that is exponential in age. And the doubling time uh, for the risk is always about the same number, about four or five years in age is the doubling time. And as you go to more uh, higher doses, you have higher toxicity. And it's a very regular behavior. This is the same regular behavior that we saw for this kind of peak in Australia and in Israel. And so that is why we start thinking that this peak over here 
is meaningful and is associated to rollouts because it happens everywhere that you can see it where you're not confounded by a seasonal peak and so on. That's, that's the heart of how we came to believe that this was a real phenomenon, that there was a real temporal association between both booster rollouts and uh, excess peaks, anomalous excess peaks in mortality. Then we asked ourselves, what could those excess peaks in mortality be due to? And there's a whole chapter in our paper that goes through, I think, five, six or seven uh, things that people have proposed could be causing these peaks in mortality. And we argue why we don't think that this would work whatsoever. And we do that in, in, in great length in our paper. So that is how we come to believe it. Then in countries where you don't have this, this wonderful age uh, stratification, which allows you to see sharp booster rollouts because all the ages are mixed together, you have to look at it with a different eye, remembering that the fact that you're looking at all ages together is going to smear things out. And that's what we did in those 17 papers that everybody points to and says it's all over the map. But, but having seen this, if you go back to that paper and look specifically at that peak, I think you'll see what I'm talking about. That's the point. So um, that's... Can, can you explain, can you explain the, uh, the New Zealand discrepancy? You say that's one... Right. That's that's here. The New Zealand data is over here. Um, let me let me find it. Uh, it's near the end of the paper, so it's oh, uh, New Zealand. Let me find it. Oh, uh, no, it's it's up above. Hang on, I'll find New Zealand. Oh yeah, I remember now. Uh, New Zealand is here. All right, let's do New Zealand. This is New Zealand. This is uh, all-cause mortality in black and the various uh, vaccine booster and dose rollout, okay? And this is all ages now. So if this phenomenon were to occur in New Zealand, you would have a peak over here. After this rollout, you'd have a peak here mm. for New Zealand, around here, okay? This right. is what it looks like all ages. And this is the 80-plus-year-olds in New Zealand. So we framed it the same way, and we think that peak is significant, and we know that it's temporarily associated with this rollout, okay? So um, that's a limiting case where you can barely see it, and uh, we admit that it's weak, and that gives us the lowest value of our uh, death risk estimate is for New Zealand. This is how you quantify it for New Zealand. You, you, you integrate this peak and you compare seasonally to what you have going back seasonally at that position where you integrate that. And then you look at the historic trend and you say, well, it is higher. And so this is a measure of the excess mortality in that peak for New Zealand, which we use to quantify this risk of death. So that's basically how we do it. So those are the graphs that I if, if we were going to miss most of the graphs, I wanted you to at least see those. I, I had prepared to show you the same thing for Chile, which is the other country where we have in detail. And I had also prepared to look at each of these graphs uh, where Tracy says they're all over the map and therefore there's no consistency. Remembering that these are all ages graphs. So that smearing that we were seeing before is going to be present. But nonetheless, you see in Paraguay, you do see that sharp peak. It's right here. Okay. 
and we don't have the age-specific boosters, but we think there's a booster here, and and so on. Could you go to Ecuador since you're going through all these? Because um, that's another one I can where go to Ecuador, really yeah. the peak comes before. Okay, let's go to Ecuador. Uh, where is Ecuador in my list? Oh, I think I did the ones I had by week data first. Hang on, where's Ecuador? Let's find it. There it is. Okay, that's a good example. Ecuador has, like New York City, this massive peak right after the pandemic is announced. Okay, that is a societal assault peak, killing people in hospitals with uh, all kinds of aggressive treatment protocols, ventilators, various drugs. HCQ was used in overdose in many places in the world. We 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 know the rollouts of HCQ. In many countries, we've been able to establish that there is a problem there with that, and other drugs have maximums there as well. So this is a well-known phenomenon. Right after you announce the pandemic, in, in many, many countries around the world, you get this massive, sometimes massive, it's massive in Northern Italy, uh, New York, the US, many states in the US, Stockholm, Sweden, Spain, Madrid area, they have these huge peaks. In in France, we we found it in uh in paris but also there was another uh, smaller province that had it and when we looked more closely with more spatial resolution we found that it was centered on a massive hospital complex and that's where this peak occurred in france so this peak we we've written entire papers just about this peak uh in in many countries in the world so this is well understood we believe and that gray line is the announcement of the pandemic so it happens just after that nothing before. So the, the virus, according to some, is waiting for the pandemic announced to be announced to decide to go out and kill people, because that's what you see in many places with this peak. So that's that peak. Um, probably there's some lockdowns happening here. Um, and then the vaccines start being rolled out. And the peak of interest in this paper is this one. And it's again a sharp peak. And it's after all of this has happened, you're down on either side of the peak, you're near the baseline, near where you'd expect the baseline to be. So you've got normal situations, you've got a sharp peak there, and there's some vaccines being rolled out. And in all the countries where we have age stratification or booster stratification, we see it as a booster being rolled out. And so that's what's happening in Ecuador. But you can see what I mean, that it's very delayed compared to the massive rollout of the initial uh, you know, the initial massive rollout of the vaccines. And no, because, no, I mean, no, 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 because, because it has nothing to do with it. As I just showed you for the detailed case of, of uh, Peru, there's, a, there's doses one and two are rolled out massively to a lot of people before you get into rolling out the boosters to the elderly. And the boosters get rolled out here, but you don't see that here because all ages are combined. That's why I wanted to show you the high resolution data first. So you can think of it that way. But the so point on a is, population level, you don't think that the the initial rollout is generally associated with with excess death. Certainly not as strongly. We we uh, uh, but there are many examples in all the countries we've studied and the different states in the United States and the different provinces in Canada, yeah. where you the initial rollouts happen in a low seasonal point and you really see the effect. 
it's it's distinct in malaysia is like the hugest the biggest association malaysia, by far was with the initial rollout and yeah, then you look is, at is ecuador malaysia, and it's the opposite situation all I right so is, is malaysia malaysia's here right okay so you're right about that um now malaysia has a massive increase in all-cause mortality nothing until you roll out the vaccines then this massive increase right when you first roll out the vaccines same situation as in india remember in india they were going after people with comorbidities so i don't know so what I they were wanna, doing i just want to say like you're but, but, but attributing the peak, the all these the vaccine regardless of the pattern sorry uh, we were speaking at the same time but before you say that this is the peak that i've been telling you all about the booster rollout is in here that's the that's the peak that I've been telling you about. In addition to that, you have these circumstances. Yes, I, I, I think you... her her comment is very important. Could you repeat that? Yes, for us, uh, I'm willing to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, the, which which comment, Kevin? Sorry, I made a couple um, there. You you, you you basically, I think you said something along the lines of uh, you're willing to attribute all all patterns, uh, no matter what right, they are, no matter. So all the uh, all the excess uh, all cause mortality here to the vaccines, regardless of the pattern. So even if in one country you have no excess showing up with the first, you know, uh, initial vaccine rollout, and in another country you have tons of excess mortality associated with it, you still associate all that excess mortality with the vaccines, and you're sure it's the vaccine. There's a question mark there, right? And so let me answer the question. First of all, we in 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 every case of all 17 countries, even in the cases like Malaysia where we don't have age-resolved data, we always separately study this peak and the entire vaccination period. So everything that happened after they started rolling out the vaccines, we analyze those separately, and we compare the relative magnitudes of the excess mortalities per injection in those separate periods. So a period that includes when the both boosters were rolled out, how many vaccinations occurred then, what is this excess mortality? We do the ratio, and then we do the full period, and then we compare the two. And I've got a graph that shows you the comparison. So you're right. In some nations, because of what they did, the first rollout is very deadly. Uh, uh, and the second rollout is deadly, especially for elderly people, but not as much, and so on. So I have a graph illustrating but, but, those but before, before you before you switch to the other graph, and I'm sorry uh, yeah. for, for for interjecting, but the pattern, uh, the temporal pattern in this case, is different for the for the mortality with relation to the first rollout versus the booster rollout, because for the first rollout it's completely superimposed, but for the booster rollout, as you claim for all the other booster rollouts and the other countries or most of the others that we talked about uh the booster rollout shows excess mortality happening uh significantly after and not superimposed on the on the on the rollout peak and i just want to that 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 is correct there are some differences like that but remember the 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 great majority of deaths in this peak are elderly people the most elderly so you have to look at the boosters that were administered to those people okay but but in this period most countries were only virtually all the vaccinations were these boosters being given to elderly people so that's an approximation that we do because we don't have the age resolved data but you're you're right uh there there 
there's yeah see this data is, is it's hard to uh you have to think about it with many filters because mortality is the people who are dying are old and frail people always but they don't have to be the the same cohort of old and frail people from one excess mortality event to the other and um depending on which cohort what their circumstances are uh and uh, um the mortality can be very different for the same amount of injections. And that's just reality. That's the complexity of reality. So we're, we're saying there's temporal association. You're saying, yes, but there's complexity. We're saying, yes, there's complexity. You would expect it. And there's temporal association. So what does the temporal association tell us? And we're checking what you're saying by quantifying this separately from the whole period, and then comparing them for all the countries and doing the same thing when we have age-resolved data. That's what we're doing. If you permit, I will show you that comparison because it's very educational. Um, we can go down here. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I just, sure. I feel yeah. like, you know, you're you're very good at sort of like, taking the data and getting it to fit your preconceived notion or your hypothesis that this is related to the vaccine. This is just like the sense that I have, because I think anyone looking at this objectively yeah. can see that there these the relationships between the vaccines and the deaths is very inconsistent from country to country. Magnitude and timing are very different. I don't think you can say different. that. I don't and think so you can you're say that. Like looking at the data in a way to get it to fit with it being the vaccines being the cause. You know, Tracy, I accept that you have that opinion of what I'm doing. Uh, I accept that people who listen to what I'm saying or who try to read the paper and look at it would conclude that. And many people have. You're not alone, of course. Um, I personally believe I'm being as honest as I can be and as objective as I can be as a scientist. And I'm really trying to get to the bottom of what the phenomenon is here and what makes the most sense to me. And I'm trying to present a coherent argument as to what I believe is happening. And I'm trying to also consider all the counter arguments and, and seeing if they actually disprove or Can explain otherwise. These, these... In these countries, is it possible to get the causes of death? Um, it, it's possible in principle. Uh, we did not have any cause of death uh, assignations for this when we did it, except the bogus COVID-19 death data, which all the pharma finance countries were producing, which we don't believe in at all. So we didn't want to use that. That's one of the reasons we went to all-cause mortality. But we don't have death certificate. We did not. At the time of writing this paper, we didn't have any death certificate data or that kind of data summarized from death certificates. However, uh, interestingly, in the U.S., when we wrote our big paper about the U.S., the CDC had actually put out some very interesting cause of death data from, from death certificates at the time that we wrote our paper. And what they showed in their own data was that uh, about half, in, in many states, more than half of what they assigned as COVID-19 deaths had co uh, as a as a cofactor of death as a comorbidity had bacterial pneumonia, 
So there was a lot, there was a huge, never before seen, except maybe in 1918, uh, epidemic of actual bacterial pneumonia at the same mm. time that they were not uh, prescribing antibiotics and preventing people from using ivermectin, which is really good at fighting bacterial pneumonia. And so we explained in that paper that we believe that one of the big mechanisms of death is death from bacterial pneumonia that's untreated. And that was massive on the scale of the population of, of the excess death that we saw. So there are cases where you can get that kind of information and you can say something about it. But we didn't have any of that here. And now, those, we didn't... those bacterial, sorry, sorry, I'm just curious. Those bacterial pneumonia yeah. deaths were, were generally earlier in the pandemic. Is that, is that correct? Before they started using antibiotics? Were these in, like hospitalized we... patients? Generally, yeah, exactly. right, 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 right from the uh, right from the go throughout the pandemic, as far as we could tell with the data that was available, they were uh, prescriptions of antibiotics in the entire Western world dropped by fifty percent ballpark mm. figure. Okay, so re immediately when the pandemic was announced, you get when in the graphs you can see it; it just drops by fifty percent at the same time that you have all these people with respiratory problems. And a lot of MDs putting on the death certificates that there is bacterial infection here, that mm. there's bacterial pneumonia. So that that is definitely true of something that happened in the U.S. And we are we I believe we were the first to blow the whistle on that and to really quantify it and show that it was happening. Um, but that's the U.S. We didn't have that data here. But look at this. Look at this, Tracy. This is COVID period excess mortality. Okay, so integrated excess mortality over the entire COVID period. So from the time the pandemic is announced to the end of the data. And then on this axis, it's vaccination period excess mortality. So integrate all the excess mortality starting when you start to vaccinate to the end of the data. And what you find is that in a lot of the countries that are in orange here, more than half of our countries, um, you have a, you're on the one-to-one -one line, which means there is no excess mortality until you get into the vaccination period. But these other countries are the ones that have significant excess mortality prior to rolling out the vaccines. So we have discussed in detail that there are those two big categories and tried to uh, and looked at, you know, what could be happening in each of those categories. And But I wanted to bring you also to this graph here. Um, oh, I have to go back to change it, right? Wait, were you even seeing what I was pointing at? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I think I have to go back to my PowerPoint to change the... Okay, so um, the graph I really wanted to show you was... Um, I think it's this one. Let's see. Yeah. That's one of the graphs that we talked about earlier. So let me show you this one. Are you, are you, is it sharing another one now for you? Yeah. It, okay. So this graph is excess deaths versus number of vaccine doses administered that relate to that period of integration. So. You've got two different periods of integration here. You've got that peak that I've been telling you, that peak of interest. That is the solid circles, whereas the open uh, diamonds are the entire vaccination period. 
And here we're doing excess death versus vaccine doses. So you're trying to, and it goes through the origin. And, but there are, there are many outliers. In other words, there are many countries where over in the entire period of the COVID period, there's way more excess deaths produced than what you're assigning as associated with the vaccines. And that's clear. There's these big outliers like Brazil and the Philippines and so on. So that's, that's where, how you can, that's one of the ways you can see these outliers, but that you can also see that the amount of excess death is related uh, to the uh, number of vaccines that you gave. Um, but then you can, now I need to show you the last one because that might not have been the best one. So how do you explain that there are those outliers where the vaccine is just so much, you know, each dose is correlated with so many more deaths? Right. Like, Yeah, um, that's exactly what I've been saying. Let, let me, I'll answer that question. I just changed the graph to another one just so for the next point. But let me come back to where I can see you. It's, it's um, also so, worth, so, worth potentially pointing out before you go on that, well, I mean, it is worth pointing out that there could be just more vaccine doses because, I mean, this would be the conventional view, right? It, there's more vaccine doses because the pandemic is worse. And so because the pandemic is worse, they're giving people more boosters. And so it's actually the pandemic being worse as opposed to the yeah, boosters. Yeah, no, there's, the vaccine coverage from country to country is unrelated to- be older, older population. Yeah, be all those things death. are true. But uh, to get back to what you said, Tracy, you said, well, okay, how do you explain those outliers, right? And it's exactly what I've been telling you. There are less than half of the countries have these huge peaks of excess mortality before you roll out the vaccines. And they, some of them have an overlap with the vaccine period. And I showed you that for the detailed case of Peru where the lockdowns were continuing at the same time that we were vaccinating, and you were still in that huge second peak of absolutely phenomenal excess mortality. So there are these assaults against people that are causing death, and you start vaccinating. So when I, so in those cases, when I integrate the whole vaccine period, I'm going to pick up more excess deaths than just what I would normally associate with the vaccines, and that produces my outlier. And that's explained in our paper. Okay. I see. You see what I mean? And so this yeah, is Yes, I, I see what you mean. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't clear about whether or not you counted those as being associated with the vaccine or not, like the the outliers. I if, I do if not you think that okay. I do yeah, not. that's what that's I thought you accounted for, for, for that. Um because well, I do it was in the clear that there that... was something going on before the vaccines and then but you just haven't really ruled out that something continued to be going on related Absolutely. to the changes in the pandemic um, that, that could have also contributed to increased death, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and but let me, to be honest to my co-authors, because they're, they're going to be listening to this and they're going to say, Denis, that wasn't accurate. Let me, let me explain this a little bit more. Um, we take it into account in this way. We acknowledge when we make the graphs that I showed you that those are outliers and that this is probably what's happening. And you can verify by looking at the all-cause mortality. So we acknowledge that. But then when we calculate the risk of fatality per injection, we use uh, a, a best estimate 
that excludes those points, that in effect excludes those points. So our best estimate of that of that uh, mortality excludes those points, and therefore we feel that we can use it to then make projections for other countries of the world in because we didn't bias the value with those outliers. You see what I mean? It's in that sense mm. that we take it into account. Um, but it's very hard to take it into account otherwise. What you do instead in this with this kind of data is you look for a clean peak. You look for a peak that's occurring where you're down at the baseline before it occurs and that it's, it's a sharp peak and you can quantify it and it coincides with a booster roll-up. Then you can quantify, okay? And so that, of course, is our high-quality data and high-quality temporal correlation. And the other stuff is just a check, a self-consistency check to account for all these differences and everything. We do these other integrations as well, just to make sure that everything... See, that despite the fact that you have outliers, you still have about the same values. Let, let, let me illustrate that here. In this graph, you've got the risk of death, what we call the vaccine dose fatality rate, the risk of death in the vaccination period versus the risk of death in the peak of interest that it can be quantified with precision because it's a sharp peak in the summer when nothing else is happening. And what you see when you, when you plot them together is that it's not a one-to-one -one line. It does go through the origin, but the slope is 1.8. It's almost twice what it should be, okay? So there's a systematic difference when you do the uh, calculation of risk of death, when you do the high-quality data on a peak that you can really see, and you see that temporal association, versus you just take, if you say, okay, the vaccine's now we think the vaccines may well be killing people. So let's just integrate over the whole vaccination period, divide by the number of doses and see what you get, okay? And we don't get the same number. And we think that's because of those extra, because of the outlier effect. See, there's South Africa and it was there before, Philippines, the same one and so on. So that, yeah. that is, that's the self-consistency check that we do. So those are the graphs that I wanted to show you. Make sure I get those in in our discussion, because there was no mention of these graphs in your critique, especially the age-stratified high-quality data, and also the idea of looking at a clean peak that you can really see and quantify. And so our argument is, if I've got these clean peaks that I can quantify, and they're everywhere that I have data in the Southern Hemisphere, where they're clean because they're, they're rolling out boosters in the summer, that's why they're clean, thank God for that, and I quantify them, and I always get about the same risk for death. Roughly, there's a spread, but I get about the same values, and they always have, when I have eight per, by age group data, they always have a very systematic behavior, exponential in age, higher for the higher boosters, and so on. I start to believe that there's a real association here. And then I go back and do these other integrations to test, you know, if there's other things happening also and so on. And I'm emboldened to say, I think this is representative. We've got 17 countries where we've done this now. This is representative. Those countries are as different from each other as you can find differences in the Northern Hemisphere and as you can find differences between the North and the South. For example, Eastern Europe has huge mortalities comparable to uh, some of these countries and so on. So, we, we look at that and we say, therefore, 
we're going to make our best estimate with the data we have that is the best available of what may have happened in the world to see if it makes sense and to say this is what you would get if this were the case. That's what we did, and we get 17 million as a number. Uh, uh, um, a, a few more questions. Um, but that doesn't address have... our last point, right? Which is why this is number would be so different from what everyone, everyone else is saying, which we have to get to. We have to end on that, right? Yes. Um, okay. Why? Why does it? Why? Even though, um, let's 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 assume that Sweden. I don't know. I don't even know if this is a valid question. You'll have to let me know if this is a valid question. Let's assume that Sweden uh, uh, does have some excess mortality that's not reported in in, in some of the standard measures or, or Unities, for example. Um, still, that extent of that excess mortality or uh, is still less than it is in, in many other countries. Would you, would you say that that's... No. The, no, you, you, I mean, you, if you, you think if per you dose, want, it's the same. It's it's similar as as you know, point two, point three percent. Yes, we did it for okay. all the countries. Yeah, um, it's remarkably consistent. And if you want, we're 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 working hard to get this next paper on 150 countries out as fast as we can. It's going to take us another month or two. As soon as we do, I'd be glad to give talks about it, present it, and so on. You know, and 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 we'll I'll show you all kinds of graphs and things. Um, but the answer is it's the same. And, you know, the, what people have been saying about Sweden, there's a lot of stuff in social media about Sweden not having excess mortality. It's not true. For one thing, they were more vicious than their neighbors on the frail and elderly at the very beginning of the pandemic. They have a huge peak right after the pandemic was announced, much bigger than many I of mean, their neighbors. I mean, you can just look at their raw death rate over time. It's like yeah. gradually decreasing. There's no discontinuity. I mean, it's absurd. It's absurd. I just like I don't even oh, believe no, that we're Oh no, that's not true. This. That's not true. Listen, I I can pull up the data on Sweden if you really uh, insist. I can I can pull up the raw data. We, we we're talking about the raw data on Sweden. I I have that. I can show it to you. Yeah, Ian, and I, I'm just talking about the overall number of deaths per hundred thousand over yeah. time. Um, yeah, and and you will see that there is this very large peak right after the pandemic. Well, I know I'm now, not allowed peak. to bring in new data, but I have it right here on my screen. So if you're uh, if you're talking about raw data, <laughs> I don't mind looking at that. It's, if it's raw data and not not someone's calculation of an excess, then yeah, let's look uh, at it. Yeah, because that's that's what I remember too. Sweden is like nothing; it's got this tiny little bump, and then like okay. the United States is this huge, huge, huge oh, bump. And uh, oh, well, Sweden the U.S. Is... is is exceptional. The U U.S. mortality is much greater on a per capita basis than Canada. Oh, I can't share yeah. because you're sharing. Okay, so I have to stop sharing. Hang on. I mean, I there. have one piece of paper that just basically shows it's it's constant over time. But um, and I can show you my screen. Yeah, let, um, let's share the screen so that we can get a good sense of Sweden. That that was it. That was actually another. Someone else is currently sharing. It says, um, "I stopped sharing, and my arrow says share." So that means I would have to hit that to share. Yeah, you should be able to now, Tracy. Yeah, it's it doesn't let me. It says someone else is sharing. Well, um. I can share the data, the raw data on Sweden, if you want me to. 
I can put it in the chat. Yeah. Ch check now, Tracy. Is it still not okay? One second. If you put it in the chat, we can look at it also. Says someone else's. Okay. Yeah, the viewers can't get the chat. I, I, I would like to suggest that you give you... me a minute to pull out my data for Sweden and show it to you. It's not okay. my data. It's the raw all-cause mortality for Sweden as a function of time. Yeah, I'll you want to do that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's make sure yeah, that yeah, let's, let's you do can that. see. This is actually, I just took this from. I'll go and look at my data. I won't see your screen. I won't know what you're doing for a little while, but I'll go look. I'll go get my data. Okay. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Um, here we are. I've really got to get going soon. I'm, I apologize. It's. I guess it's been three and a half hours. Has yeah. it been that long? It's wow. Been, it's been two and a half. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then I, let's go look so at Sweden. Um, are we forgetting the Sweden data? Oh, I'm almost three, there. It's been three, three hours, right? Because we but, start at 530. It's 8.30 right now. Let, let's, uh, oh, yeah. let's, I've let's got this, I've, I found the Sweden data. Let's finish um, with Sweden just, and then we can finish with the question of why are things different? Although we might have yeah. to go through that a little faster than we'd want, we'd want to. Yes. Okay. Sweden, where are you? Here it is. Let me open it up. And then once it's open, I can share that, right? And then I'll make it. Okay, I've got the raw data for Sweden here. Okay, good. So um, um, I got to come back to this and hit share, right? Am I sharing? You guys good? Not and yet. I'm going to share screen. And then it's going to be a window selection. And my computer's working. It's going to let me in a second. And it'll be this window. And hopefully you'll see it soon. Oh, I have to hit Yeah. You see that? Yep. So now we're looking at Sweden's data. Yes, you are. That's what you wanted. Okay. So do you want me to, so in light blue here, this is Sweden from 2018 all the way to almost the present. The light blue is the raw all-cause mortality. We can't argue about that. There's no yeah, paper that's, that's going to. that's flat. <laughs> okay, you, you call that flat. That's... This, this, is, this is the zero on Y. This is the absolute value of all-cause mortality. This is an unprecedented peak right after the pandemic is announced, this uh, gray line here. Massive excess mortality late in the winter season after the 11th of March when the pandemic is announced, okay? That happened in Stockholm. You can, we, we looked at where it happened. It, it, it's right in the capital, okay? And then you've got these peaks. This is the all ages rollouts. That's what it looks like. We apply the method that I explained to you before about excess mortality, and that's this second panel down here. It's zero until you announce a pandemic, this large excess due to uh, hospital killings and so on. You start rolling out here. 
at about the time you start rolling out, you get this large peak. And you're right, it precedes, it, it appears to precede the actual rollout in Sweden. But there's no doubt that there's positive excess mortality all throughout here. Oh, and look, there's a sharp peak of excess all-cause mortality. That means this peak is higher than a peak in that winter season any time in the past since 2015, which is our, uh, we started our reference period there. This is an actual excess peak, and it's happening after this peak in rollout in Sweden. And there's real excess mortality for the whole COVID period. It's even persistent into 2023. That's state-of-the-art analysis that will give you excess mortality for Sweden. This is how it looks when you do it cumulative. So cumulative uh, blue here for excess mortality, and these are the cumulative doses, and it starts before because you've got these large peaks. And this one is kind of coincident with the beginning. You might argue it started before. So then we can discuss, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, were they also vaccinating for the flu shot? Was there something else going on? Is when they start vaccinating, they prioritize the elderly. So you have more killing at the beginning if you prioritize the elder, elderly for vaccinating and so on. So where are the... I mean, there's where, clearly where, no correlation here with the vaccine rollout in the test. I mean, I, I don't know. I agree it, with you, uh, except, except, except that this peak and this peak uh, can be associated. And we see that kind of distance between them regularly. Okay. And the point is, we're not expecting correlation because this is all ages data. So this is completely muddled for all age groups, whereas most of the deaths are occurring for the frail elderly. So you got to be careful. But the point is, you can't so say there's no... 3,000 per million deaths, and you're not going to see any correlation in the all ages data. You're going to, I mean, that it, it's such a huge number of deaths. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I, I'm not sure what your criticism is. You're, you're saying that our method of obtaining excess mortality is incorrect? Is that what you're saying? It's just that, you know, you're, you're saying, saying that, that during this period, normal. there's... And There's going to be 25,000 deaths in Sweden, and we wouldn't see it in peaks related to the vaccines in the all ages okay, data. So now I mean, you're making the same mistake you were making before. You're talking about 25,000. The way you get that 25,000 is you're using the average value. The average value. Yeah, but, but you're using you the say... average value and you're applying it to what it would be in Sweden. No. Didn't you say, Denis, that, that, that Sweden has very similar to the global average value? Uh, the only way that her criticism no, not, 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 no, work no, no. is if it's substantially lower it, than the they're, average they're value. Similar, they're similar, but there's still that wide range, right? They're not three orders of magnitude different. They're, you always get about the same values, but remember, there's one order of magnitude variation. So you've got a wide... Okay, you've got but, a then, wide, okay but then, yeah, yeah, sir. Okay. But then you have to account for, why would there be... Uh, why would say Sweden, for example, be one order of magnitude lower than the global it's average? Not, it's not. See, mm. the point is, if you if you integrate that excess mortality, um, you know, I don't have the number here in front of me, but I, we can estimate it very quickly right now if you want. Uh, this is, I have to look at it closely. That's, oh shit, it's too small to see, but it would be easy to take this mean height 
times, and it's on a per week basis, times the number of weeks involved here, and you'd get the excess for the vaccination period. It's not hard to do. The point is most people aren't using state-of-the-art. Even like Euromomo uses this crazy sinusoidal method that is clearly full of problems. Um, so yeah, you have to do it right if you if you want to expect to get something. What I'm telling you is this peak is very real, and so is this one, and so is this one. They're anomalous compared to the last five years if you do a proper baseline analysis. So there, so first we'd have to know what you get from the true excess mortality. Then we'd have to see if it fits into that fork. But that's what the that's what the um, that's what it looks like for all ages Sweden. And I agree that all ages like this, it's not a strong correlation. If you look at this, there's stuff happening here. It starts up right at the beginning here. And then, you know, this is increased. Here, there's an increase. Yeah, and I can't then see later, your cursor, by the way. Are, are you moving your cursor? Yes. I can't see. No, we screen. can't see that anymore. Oh, I thought you cursor. could. Oh, now I'm not. I'm on the other graph. Okay, sorry. Well, Anyway, we wanted to see Sweden. That's what Sweden looks like. I okay. would argue. So you're saying there's that... no association in in all ages data. Um, I would argue that this is me. Oh, this you're not seeing it. Hang on. I would argue that there's in all likelihood this is very meaningful. If if I had per age data, and I will get it. Uh, I think you'll find a very clean signal here, and you might find that there's a relationship between this rollout and this increase here. Um, I don't know. I'd have to. We'd have to look. Tracy, what do you think? I mean, I I think it's just very inconsistent what Denis is saying, and you know how it's like if there's a peak that is anywhere close to the vaccine rollout of any of the vaccines. He's going to say it, it's associated with the vaccine. And I, I guess I'm just I'm I'm just bothered because what people have taken away from the paper is that you said that the vaccines have caused 17 million deaths, I guess. And that is a very big claim based on what I view as very weak evidence um, and, and like associations that are inconsistent between countries we're dealing with a lot of excess mortality right now in many countries. And I agree with so many people that, you know, this is worthy of investigation of why we're seeing so many excess mortalities. Um, but I, I, I am not convinced that everything after the vaccine rollout should be con attributed to the vaccines. I am not, I, I am not a I, fan I of saying that the vaccines cause 17 million deaths. I feel like that's such a we huge... We never said that. So we never I said just, that. I want the people listening to this episode to understand you're not saying that. You're saying you're seeing this association. It's it's inconsistent I'm, I'm, from country to country. I'm saying... Some countries, there's like really almost nothing. There's nothing with the first rollout of the vaccine that's correlated. I'm, I'm um, saying... So I just want to summarize what... what yeah. What you're saying and what we're seeing here with these data is well, not clear, 17 million deaths were caused by the vaccine. To be clear, this is what I'm saying. If I were to summarize it, 
we have data that people that scientists who can analyze this type of data should recognize as being a clear indication that it is plausible and even likely that vaccine the risk of death from the vaccines as they're rolled out in the real world in various countries is potentially a hundred or a thousand times larger than the best uh, trial studies, the best uh, lower bound estimates that you can get from these other studies, which I would be very critical of. In other words, what I'm saying is we have found temporal associations and systematic behavior across many countries that scientists should recognize as a damn good reason to start considering that these vaccines in real application of frail populations around the world are much, much more deadly than they're prepared to recognize. Okay, okay, should... so, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so, that's, that's so, what we're saying. So how, how so why are the you traditional- You're saying they're deadly or they're associated with death? Or they're correlated <laughs> no, with death? No, I said they have, to, they have to consider that they must, they are plausibly and likely because of this data there's a really good chance that they are at, that the rollouts are more deadly. Now, let me explain. I don't mean that their toxicity is that high necessarily, but the rollouts are clearly deadly. Now, what happens during a rollout? And who are you injecting? And what comorbidities mm -hmm. do they have? And and uh, what's it like when you when you force people to be injected and they're 90 years old? And uh, uh, and and the MD that normally would say he's too frail to be injected kind of lets it go this time because his boss wants him to. In those situations, these vaccines that are known to be an assault on the body, can they not be killing way more people than we think that we just don't see because they're elderly, they're far away, they're being injected in, in these kinds of circumstances? Is it not possible that the, the, the death from these vaccines in those real-life circumstances is much, much higher than what you're what you're deducing from pharma-funded trials where they get to cherry-pick, they get to take out subjects, they get to not uh, provide all their data, they get to do everything they do, which they always do, isn't it fair to think that it's really possible that we've been, we've been really way more reckless than we're prepared to admit? So, so, so there's a big difference between you saying, isn't it possible that these vaccines are much more deadly in the elderly than people know, than, you know, 17 million deaths were caused by the vaccine. So, okay, we, so we what have you're, established what you're it now, saying... and they are not saying that. And so I'm glad that because the way the words <laughs> that we use are so important. If you say that the vaccines caused or the vaccines are deadly or they have like the, a deadly effect. These are all, you know, attributing cause rather than saying, you know, hey, this is a potential. We see this pattern in certain places. This is something we should look at. We should get better data. So no, no, no. I we don't need that, better I data. Think, you, 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 well, well, we need better need data the all the time. But you, the you, from, from what we've shown, from what we've shown, uh, Dr. Tracy Beth, you should be very concerned that this is potentially quite true. And you should see it as positive. That's what I'm arguing. And you're not because you're, you, the number is just too big and you're baffled by it. And you think this is just crazy because the number is too big. That's been essentially half of your argument. Uh, and, um, but 
more importantly, what you just said about communication, Tracy, about the importance of accurate words. I have a big disagreement with you on this. You're saying, I write a, a careful scientific paper. I'm very careful about the wording. I explain all the graphs. I explain all the data. You criticize it without fully reading it. Fine. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. But then you, you had say- sections but, called causality proven. So yeah, I, I don't know. What can I and, say? And, yeah, and it is proven in the context of how we explained it using the test developed by Yonatis in the context of epidemiology. What can I say? So you're you're criticizing the choice of the title of the section. Okay, you can do that if you want. But here's my point. You're going a step further now, and you're saying we have to be careful about the words. You can't go around saying that the vaccine has killed people. And I am going to tell you now that when I go out in the public and I make statements, that is different from writing a scientific paper. And if I choose to make the statement in a strong way to wake people up, that is my choice as someone who's trying to have influence and trying to do good in the world. And it's not up to you to try to censor me with what are proper things to say or not proper things to say, okay? Because that's what you're doing. You're, you're, a lot of your messaging in that article is, we have to be responsible. We can't just go claiming things. We have to, we, and we can't claim things that are too far from what most people are saying, because that's 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 just. There's, well, if there's they're accurate, sanity, you can claim sanity. things that are far from what people are saying. But I'm saying that you shouldn't make claims of causality. The vaccine is, you know, causing 17 million deaths just because you think that's the only thing people are going to understand to wake up to think, oh, maybe that's, the vaccine I didn't say that's why. Are, I didn't are, say that's harmful. why. I didn't say that. That's why. I didn't say that. You said just because, and then you gave something. That's not my logic. My logic is this. We are in the public domain. I believe that there's a really good chance that the vaccines are as deadly as what we've calculated. I'm going to say it in plain terms and in various interviews, I'm not always going to be able to be careful, and I will want to be uh, I will want to be provocative in many interviews and many presentations. And one of the purposes for being provocative is that it will be talked about in the social media. If it's talked about in the social media, then scientists like yourself will take the time and trouble to read it and crit critique it where they otherwise would not. You would not have even looked at my paper if it wasn't being talked about. Uh, in the Tucker show and elsewhere, okay? And so there is no way to pierce the, the, the establishment scientists like yourself, even though you're, on the, you're pushing the boundaries and you're getting into trouble because of it, and you're one of the, the great heroes within establishment science, you still need to be shaken up. And it, it's through the lever of social media that it has touched you and you've, you've had this conversation with me. And so I think it's completely legitimate that I can make provocative statements okay. because okay, that so is not a scientific article. That is a provocative let's, statement. Let's have uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Tracy have the last word if she, if she wants it, because you have talked a lot, uh, Denise, like maybe 80%. So if you want well, my, uh, my article, my article, my work were, were, were uh, you know, criticized in a very superficial way. Um, as though there was a sanity test that one had to do before you write a paper and that kind of thing. So I think I, I deserve to have some time to defend my work a bit. No, I, you know? I, I don't disagree with you, sir. I, I don't okay. disagree. I think, I, I think it's completely appropriate. I'm just saying 
Um, let's let Tracy have a lot, uh, a, a, a response if she if she likes and then yeah i, I really I would like of, to I, I, have a, I have a couple of questions but yeah let's mm -hmm. tracy why don't you go on ahead and respond to that About yeah sense well i just i just think that last part of, of this discussion was just so great and so important um because you know i i that this was my main concern that what people were taking away from the article was like wow look this is proof the vaccines have killed 17 million people. I see a lot of people writing they've killed at least 17 million people, you know, and I think, I mean, we have different styles, right? So I think our job as scientists is to say, you know, hey, look, we're seeing a signal of harm here. These are the things that it could be. And, you know, we did introduce these vaccines. We know the vaccines have been associated with some deaths. You know, this is how we can estimate how many it might be. So I think, you know, the two of us have very different styles of, of presenting the data, and I tend to express more uncertainty. Um, and But I, I do, I think it's great now that people listening will sort of hear us have this discussion and, and hear that you're not saying, I know 100% for sure that it was the vaccine. Like, you're Nobody more saying, say I'm that. concerned. Nobody can say right, that. exactly, exactly. And so we've, we've, we've had a good discussion about the uncertainties here and the, and some inconsistent patterns and i really appreciate you going through all the data like you did um, well, I had to fight and, to and get, you made a great you made a great point <laughs> that i wouldn't i wouldn't have you know um i wouldn't have addressed it if it hadn't been such a big number <laughs> and and you hadn't said and and there hadn't been that whole causal link and the the vac and you know like you know th there were things that jumped out at me that made me think what wait this is very you know, unconventional for someone to say that this is caused by when so many things are going on at the same time. Um, so, yep. so yeah, I mean, hey, your strategy worked. And, you know, I, I would have, you know, erred on the side of I want to say, oh, and I, I'm uncertain. It could be other causes. But um, I, I really appreciate your time, Jenny. And I'm, so, I hope yeah. you weren't, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you, yeah, you we'll had, you had a choice. You I'm, could have read our paper as a scientist very carefully and explain to people that he's not actually saying that. He may be saying provocative things here and there, but he's not actually, this is what the paper actually says. You uh, could have done so, that. Um, that's another option, right? So to be clear, Denny, on your position, you're, you're saying that it's, it's potentially likely that, se that the vaccine has killed 17 million people. You're, you said likely. Is that right? It's plausible, well, is what you're saying. I wouldn't put the word potentially and lightly in the same sentence. Likely. I would say it's likely. likely. My, my opinion yeah. is it's likely. And I think the, the, the data, the evidence is strong that it's likely. Okay? And that's my position. Now, all I can do is present the calculations and the data and then have people say, but look at this, but look at that, and so on. And then I can say... Well, yeah, but you, you haven't proven the criticism you're putting forward uh, you, either, you know. Uh, it's easy to wave your hands. Prove that a variant, uh, a virulent variant came out at the same time. Everywhere in the world, synchronously, at that time, in the summer, in the southern hemisphere. Show me, show me that that's true. Um, did, did all he, of a I sudden, think... people died of poverty or something like that. You know, show me that it's true. Because I can tell you there was a vaccine rollout at that time, and I can quantify it. Well, this whole thing different. reminds me of the mask discussion where everyone was like, oh, look, the same time everyone started wearing masks, like, 
influenza levels went down. What could it be? Or like, you know, they there were changes in testing levels in schools, you know, related to changes in mask mandates and 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 people would you know studies would attribute changes in case levels to the masks, masks or no masks. And it's like, you know, for some reason if you say the the vaccine is causal in the problems, like it's popular. People are like, "Oh yeah, it definitely is." But if you say oh, the masks definitely caused the cases to go down. Everyone's like, no, 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 no. But I feel like it's, it's, it's really kind of the same sort of thing where you have to rule out that there are other causes. And that's our job as scientists is to show where the uncertainty is when there is uncertainty and not that it is the mask. Let, let, let's, Look, you um, have, you have, it's glaringly obvious in India, for example, that no, there was no excess mortality until the vaccines were rolled out, and then there was massive excess mortality. We we and need to, we need to tr- wait, wait, we need to try to no, move no, on. No, um, no, no, but no, okay, but you just mentioned India, though. But then Tracy was mentioning all the other countries where excess mortality rose before or not in line with yeah, the vaccine rollouts. Yeah, and, and and we've been addressing it in detail. More than half of the seventeen countries in the southern hemisphere that we have good data for do not have excess mortality until you roll out the, the vaccines. More than half. The ones that do, it's the peaks that I've been showing you, these incredible assaults against people and so on. And we discuss it in detail. And don't forget that in the paper, there's an entire chapter on alternative alternative interpretations that others would put forward without proof. And we address each one of them. It's all in that paper. So it's not like we've been... Um, just barring from our minds that other things could could be killing. For example, some people have been critical of our work by saying, but they, these these people that you're injecting have comorbidities. Of course they have comorbidities. You're in the real world. The point is they died the same day that you injected them and or they died soon after or a bunch of them died soon after. The point is there was a vaccine rollout, okay? And people with comorbidities can be killed by these injections. That's the point. Not We're not trying to say it's pure toxicity problem of a healthy young athlete. No, we're saying in the general population, in real hospitals, in real countries, with all the propaganda and all the governments pushing to inject everybody and that this is, this is the thing you have to do and this is why you'll be promoted, that there's a real danger that many, like 17 million vulnerable people were killed. So, so you're saying your paper shows for the southern hemisphere, which is the focus of your paper, that the fact that in in every case that you look at, vaccine rollout is associated with higher excess mortality. And for the to Tracy's point, when the other countries that you didn't focus on, you're saying also you would find one there if you you're saying if you use the proper excess mortality figures or you're saying that sometimes yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, I'm saying that we're going to put out a paper in the next two months or so that will have 150 countries where we did this analysis throughout in great detail with state-of-the-art methods, and it shows that this is a consistent phenomenon. That's what I'm so, saying. I'm going, to sound real, I'm going to sound very dumb here again, but not again, but I might sound very dumb here, but so, so, I'm still very confused about Sweden. So we we're not. I'm not saying the consistent rise in excess mortality. You're saying that you're saying what exactly about Sweden? Well, you you, you look. You wanted to see the data for Sweden. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Tracy was saying it's a flat line. It's nothing like a flat line. There's real excess mortality peaks. That's the first point. There's persistent excess mortality throughout the period, in addition to these really big peaks. The and, flat line was the average from the last 10 years, by the way. It's basically flat, slightly right, declining right. for the, yeah. Oh, you mean that the historic trend is flat yes. as opposed to having a slope on it? Right. Uh, Slightly it is slow. Down. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so what you're saying is that the therefore in a case like that, even if you use a bad method for getting the baseline, you're still going to get about the right value. I think that's what you mean. And right. I'm saying I just think it's another way of looking at it. so not looking at excess, just looking at like the trend over time of the, you know, per 1000 mortality, right? I think it's a I good way of you. doing and it. Unfortunately, the data I have here on this is just a small time period. But if it was longer, yeah. you would see that the peaks that come out in the excess mortality uh, calculation are precisely the peaks in the raw data that are higher than than what you normally see in the in the historic record. <laughs> So well, we should it. probably wrap it up because I got to yeah, so, sure, get going. So. Sorry, Tracy, do you reject that then? Or, or do you accept what he's saying about Sweden, that there is well, excess? I, get, I mean, I, I, I don't understand. The peaks don't even correlate with the vaccine rollout. So what are we so arguing I agree with here? You. I mean, so there's slightly I, I, higher peaks. But I mean, the, the average overall is slightly declining. And then we have these slightly higher peaks that don't correlate with the vaccine. So I... I yeah, I, what, I, I, what, I what causes the slightly higher peaks? I don't know. That is actually interesting. Um, I think I think but, we should move uh, on. You know, we're if, going around in circles because yes. what I showed was yeah, that when you have age it. age resolved but, data, a lot of this gets resolved. Okay, so 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 was, are you are you are you implying that if if we had age resolved data, age stratified data, then it would line up with the vaccine rollout? Denise? Not necessarily line up, but there there are some features. Uh, you see. As I was explaining, I, I believe that different rollouts are attacking, on average, in a given jurisdiction, uh, different degrees of frailty of that age group. And so you can have big differences like that from peak to peak. And I believe that if you, if you take those differences to disprove all the correlations that we are pointing you to, then you're basically um, using a pretext not to look at this seriously, I would say. Whereas me... if, you, if you say, look, they have an awful lot of correlations here, and there's an awful lot of times when uh, virtually, especially this, this, this last booster in the Southern Hemisphere, every time they roll it out, they have a peak in excess mortality, and they were doing different things. The only thing that was similar was that they were rolling out this booster. So you know, to throw that all out just because you don't understand all the complexities of everything. Because as I said, as soon as you've got all ages, it, it mushes up everything. So in our next paper, we've got age stratified data. We've got 150 countries. We'll again do the best we can. And people will again be critical of it because we, know, we already know we're going to get about the same answer. So because we've done the calculation. That's the way it is. That's all I can do. I, I, I would like to ask the question. Uh, I know we need to wrap up, but I really would want to ask the question. Why haven't the traditional methods picked up uh, this vaccine mortality? Because 
as far as I understand, some of the traditional methods is they, they'll follow people after they've had the vaccination to look to see how many people die. Right. They'll compare that to, say, the baseline or the, the background rate of death, and they'll subtract right. one from the other, and they'll say, okay, maybe there's like 10 deaths out of 10,000. 10, um, the, the background is like five deaths, therefore the vaccine caused five deaths for 10,000. I know it's not even that high of a number in those kinds of studies. Uh, why are those studies not picking up? Or why, why are all the data? And that's like one, for example, that's a Qatar a study from Qatar, I think, uh, has done that. Why are those methods not picking this up? Well, Kevin, given everything you've heard today, what would be your best answer to that? I mean, my answer, if I was you, I would say. If you're you. If I'm you what me? do you think a good answer is? <laughs> You can say, well, Denise data is just crap and there's no reason to believe it. And that's, that's how you explain it. That could be one answer, but what, what would you answer? I mean, my take, my personal take, and I'm not, I mean, I'm just asking questions. I'm not supposed to, like, uh, Tracy's really the, supposed to be the scientist here. But if you're asking me as a scientist, I would say, well, with those people, you know who's gotten the vaccine and who hasn't, right? You're tracking only people who have gotten the vaccine, whereas in those all-cause mortality data, that's tracking the whole population. And they may not necessarily people who have gotten the vaccine. Those deaths could be caused by other things, et cetera. So I like the data from the people who have only gotten the vaccine. However, one could make the argument, and as a scientist, I always have to um, understand that something like this is possible. And especially given what I've seen during the pandemic and the way I've been treated, um and the kind of nasty things people can do uh i would also not be entirely shocked if like the data lacked integrity for some reason and there was something wrong with uh those raw data now uh i, I don't assume that's the case i don't assume people do would do such bad things especially since uh the papers across the subject are so consistent across different investigators across different countries and so for that reason i would assume there's not going to be that level of widespread corruption. And if there is, uh, then things are even worse than I think that they are, which is already completely terrible. And I can't imagine things being that bad. So I can't really answer that question. Uh, the, my best answer is that these, these data showing a lower mortality rate than the ones that you're showing are the good ones for the reason that I've specified, namely that they're following specifically vaccinated people and they're following them specifically over this time frame, and they're f finding... Uh, a lower rate of 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 of, uh, of of mortality, and that would be my guess as a scientist who isn't a specialist in this area. I mean, I agree that um, a different study oh. is one where you would know the vaccination status of every person who died and when they died and everything. And if you had that kind of data, it would be a whole new analysis of a whole new kind of data, and um, it, that analysis might contradict what we have found so far. Yeah, I and I, I mean, it gets back to the, you know, the CDC um, really should be, you know, <laughs> giving us better data to, to work with. And I mean, even just looking at like if there were three deaths per million, we should be have seen at least a thousand vaccine associated deaths. So we, we obviously know that there are deaths that are occurring that are not being, I mean, we see the autopsies in journals and yet the CDC is not conceding that we have these vaccines, you know, cause deaths. So there's a huge problem with, you know, death, either, you know, autopsies being done, studies being reported, them not getting published, them not being, you know, reported to the public by the CDC. I think we all agree on that. I think there are some good studies out there. 
I mentioned the self-control case series from England that I think is good. I think there's healthy vaccine bias, um, but I, they're not seeing like this huge correlation that you're seeing. Granted, it's a younger population. Um, you know, if we look, if we had regression discontinuity, looking at vaccinated over time, I've seen that in England with the elderly population. They actually saw a decrease in mortality after the, the vaccine rollout. So how long did like they, that, I mean, long? I, I, yeah, these, these so are all I, very, I, yeah, we would need to look at, yeah, there's always yeah. limitations with every study, right? But, um, but I mean, you know, your, your, your estimate is obviously much, much higher. Um, and so, but, but, you know, I really, I'm, I'm so sorry that I have to go and I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say goodbye now. And I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I feel like knocking on the door telling me they need me. So, um, okay. so I, I thank you very much for the time. Um, so, uh, I hope it's okay. I say goodbye now and thank you, um, Kevin and Rob. Yeah. And Tracy, I'm going to actually send you this paper because I'm actually, now that I mentioned this, I'm actually like really fascinated with this question and I want to hear what you have to think about it, maybe off, off, off air. So I'll send this to you. And thank you so okay, much for cool, coming. This cool. is, yeah. this was really good. I appreciate this. It was this awesome. Is a very thanks. Interesting, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Th thanks for uh, coming on, Tracy. Um, may maybe Kevin, uh, Denis and I will, will stick around for a couple more minutes. Uh, Tracy, keep your laptop or computer on. Okay, um, I will do that. That's right, because it's Riverside. Yeah, you can turn off your camera and mic, but leave okay, it on. Perfect. Yeah, and then we'll sign off in a few minutes here. So I don't hit leave. I just turn off the camera and the mic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye, Tracy. All right. Bye, bye. Bye. Yeah, I I I pasted I I I put this paper from um I think I want to say it's Scientific Reports, no Nature Communications from um. And the real truther sent this paper to me, who I I I, I don't have the highest opinion of that person. <laughs> um, who just who is the one who laughed? Was it was it Rav or was that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's, yeah, I don't have the highest opinion of him or the people that uh, he surrounds yeah. himself oh. with. But I but I sent this oh. paper from Qatar, and they they use. Uh, well, I think they they actually uh, document every single vaccination because they have a, a national level. Uh, database on 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 this sort of thing and so they can follow everybody after they get the vaccination and this is this is a study that i feel like is very as far as i understand is very strong i'll have to, I'll right. have to talk with um you and, and okay. with uh well could 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 you send it to me as well if you don't mind yes i, I put it in the the uh i may the i may i may already have it but just in case I'm it would be great i'm to sure see you've it. seen it yeah i i put it yeah. in the chat box i'll also send it to you over dm so yeah i, oh, I that'd I, be I good say, yeah yeah i will i will say so kevin and i I feel like Kevin, you and I should give like a little bit of a like brief debrief on what we think happened here. I, I will say, being like one hundred percent okay, I, I'm going to leave you guys to that, right? I don't no, think I, I should be part of the debrief because <laughs> no, I, uh, I think you should Tra be. It's it's going to be very brief. No, no, Tracy's not here. Tracy's not here, and it was the debate. I, I want you to hear this. If that's I'll, okay. hear, I'll hear it in the recording. <laughs> no, no I, I just I just want you to know. I just I feel like this would be important. You want me to know right now. Well, we're we're in a podcast right now, and we're finishing up here. We're about to go in a couple minutes. I was just gonna say, like, I so far, I'm like, I'm very confused, and my mind is not made up. I I see the points that you've made. I've seen the points Tracy's made, and just just being totally honest here, whatever biases and experiences and 
thoughts that I have, I'm, I'm so I'm confused still. I'm <laughs> I'm confused. Like 17 million, I'm still skeptical of that, but I'm not disregarding it. I'm not saying you're wrong in any kind of reflexive way. Um, I'm still quite concerned about some of the inconsistencies that that Tracy's pointed out. And it seems like though that you are saying that when you see the inconsistencies or when you see graphs not lining up or the the mortality rises not lining up with vaccine rollouts, you're saying that there are other reasons. So it's it seems to me that you're implying that if if we could go country by country where they deployed mRNAs, and like you could find, like basically in every case that there would be some correlation, even if it's not perfect, because there are other factors that you think could be taken into account. Is that? You know, I, I I don't want to continue the discussion without Tracy. You're, you, but you you know you can wrap up if you want. I think you're very fortunate to know, to know and to be able to recognize when you're confused. Uh, a lot of people don't know that they didn't understand something, or that they should be confused and they think they think they know what the what the what the correct conclusion is. And I think that. Uh, thinking people who know when they don't know and know when they're confused, that's, that's a big plus. So you're, you, you, there's, there's still hope. <laughs> you're, you're in that good category, I would say. But I'd, I don't want to talk about the, um, the problem between what uh, Tracy was expressing and what's in our paper without Tracy being present here. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. This is a inter very interesting discussion. Um, I, 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 I just really appreciate it. I think that you've put a ton of work into that. It's very interesting. And obviously, you're, you're, you're a very intelligent man. And I appreciate you doing us the, the privilege of coming on here and talking with us. Yeah. Okay. I, now, I'll, we... I'll echo that and, and say that I also you know, appreciate you putting in the time the last three hours. It's been quite illuminating what you've had to say, and I appreciate you uh, articulating what your paper uh, was showing and going point by point in a very methodical, uh, precise manner. So thank you for that. Okay, you're welcome. 